from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Jersey Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can now, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Do you ever have a silent standoff in the house between you and your wife? Something that you're both at odds at with each other, but you never speak of it? Because I just lost one the other day. You did? Yeah, I did, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, I just lost one the other day. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. every now and then what winds up happening is we have the, we have like a garbage can, like a big stainless steel garbage can that sits beside the fridge in the kitchen. That's for recycling. Okay. All the recycling goes in. And then one of us, depending on the schedule, how tired you are, everything else, one of us, when it's full, will just take something that needs to be recycled and place it on top of the garbage can, on top of the lid. Okay. Okay? So let me think about this. Okay. So once that happens, then it's like game on. Okay. see... Who is going to be the person so to then, empty the recycling, right? So, yeah. So then somebody else, one of us will put something else. One of us will put something else. So at this point, there's an empty box of Perrier, three empty cans of cider, and uh, a takeout container, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'll come home, and I will have been to Metro or a grocery store, and I'll have a plastic bag with me. And then I take everything on top of the recycling, the, the container, and I put it into this plastic bag. Okay. And I tie the bag up and I put the tied bag on top of the recycling. Why don't we just take it outside? Shush, your mouth. <laughs> okay. It's a standoff, yeah. okay? So then the day goes by and then you order Uber Eats and it comes in one of those big giant paper bags, right? Yeah. And you get all the takeout containers and the paper towels and the everything else and they yeah. go in this and then you take that plastic bag and you then put that inside the larger paper bag and you put that on top. You guys are just battling. Okay. Then the next day, uh, an Amazon delivery comes. The next comes. day? Yeah, the next day an Amazon delivery comes. Yeah, you all petty as hell. Okay. <laughs> the next day an Amazon delivery comes. Yeah. And what you get with that is whatever's in the box, but you also get the box. Uh-huh. Okay. So then the box goes on top of the recycle container. Yes. Everything that was then on top of the recycle container goes into in the, the box, box okay. which gives you a brand new foundation to start stacking. Right. Okay. So then after that, it becomes a tower game. Okay, where we're stacking, stacking, stacking. We got to the point of where the tower on top of the garbage can was taller than the garbage can. Come on! Okay? And, Come on! And we walk by it a hundred times a day. Each of us never say a word to each other. Okay? Just keep stacking. Just keep stacking. Right? Keep stacking. Every now and then a cat walks by and a can falls off and hits the floor. But at that point, you just pick it up and put it back you on the stack. pick it back up and you restack it. Okay? And what? Is it like waving back and forth? Like, <laughs> like Jenga? It's, no, it's wedged into a corner, so it's oh, even no. better. So you start good. Yeah. So you have support. Oh, it's art, right? The whole thing, it's beautiful when you, yeah. when you think about it. It's actually beautiful. And so the other day, I went to put something on top of it and everything just collapsed. No. It all collapsed. So I was the one that had to pack everything up, right? Put, and it, two bags is what it took. Brought it outside, recycling done, put the new bag in, everything but how else. many days had gone by? Oh, like a week. A week? Yeah, easily a week. And in that, so including weekends. Yeah, yeah, like it was like a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday kind of thing, right? So then I empty it, 
right? And yeah. then Catherine comes home, and guess what? There isn't any of. What? No acknowledgement of the fact that I am. <laughs> and then so I start getting mad. <laughs> She's like, where's the tower? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? No acknowledgement. No acknowledgement uh, of, what, of what I just did. So now I know the next time this happens, I am not backing down. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me uh, read you this here. It's a fantastic uh, debate. So the question was, who has the best job in television? Ooh. Meaning, as far as how much they work, where they work, and how much they make. Okay. And they break it down between Jeff Probst, Chris Harrison of The Bachelor, Alex Trebek, Judge Judy, Tony Romo, and uh, Pat Sajak. So Jeff Probst, host of Survivor, Works 80 days uh-huh. is how long it takes to shoot a season of Survivor. $4 million a year. Okay. 97% of the show is taped in Fiji. So okay. yes, he's in Fiji. He's away, yeah. but he's also in Fiji. Yeah. So 4 million. It's like 200 degrees every day. 4 million, 80 degrees. Uh, 4 million, <laughs> 80 days. Yeah. Uh, Chris Harrison for The Bachelor. Uh-huh. The Bachelor takes... 160 days of filming for the franchise. And that I believe includes the three months for like Bachelor in Paradise and stuff like that. So he's at 160 days, but he makes $88 million a year. Okay. That's for the entire franchise. That's for the entire franchise. Okay. And then he also has to go to those Mexican resorts and all this stuff. So there's a little bit of travel. Okay. Uh, Alex Trebek. Uh, Jeopardy takes 46 days a year to shoot the okay. entire year's worth of Jeopardy. Yeah. And Trebek makes uh, $10 million a year. Oof. All from one studio. Beautiful. Okay. Judge Judy, 62 days a year. She only works five days a month. 47, oh, what? Five days a month? Five days a month <laughs> okay. is when they tape this show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, $47 million a year. Oh, <laughs> so far. So far, I'm with Judge Judy on this one. Okay. So uh, far. Okay. Tony Romo on NFL. Uh, Tony Romo works 18 to 20 weeks a year, usually one day a week. <laughs> Oh, for the on. for the football season. Come on, man. Okay. Come on, man. Seven, no. Seventeen million dollars a year. Oh my god. Okay. I'm with Romo right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh Wheel of Fortune. Pat Sajak. Okay. Fifteen million dollars a year. Uh-huh. They shoot the entire year's worth of Wheel of Fortune in forty eight days. What? Yeah. Okay, so, so far, all, so a year's worth of Wheel of Fortune happens in less than two. So Pat Sajak gets ten months off, because <laughs> he, he, he doesn't do anything else. Like you have to understand, right? Like Judge Judy, Pat Sajak, and Alex Trebek; those are their things. They don't do anything else. Like Chris Harrison still does. Who wants to be a millionaire? Like all this stuff, sure. right? Sajak, this is his only gig. <laughs> the only thing Sajak does is how much does he get? Wheel fifteen million dollars a year. But it's 48 days to do the entire years. Oh, um, what is, uh, was the football guy? Tony Romo? Yeah. 18 to 20 weeks a year. They say weeks, but it's really days. Uh, 17 million a year. 17 million yeah, for working yeah. one day a week. Yeah. For like 16, he works, 17 he, he weeks. Works, he works 16 to 19 games. Yeah, so that's one a week. Yeah. During the season. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's tough, right? And Sajak is how much? Sajak is 15 mil. Now let's and go back. football guy is how much? 17 this, mil? This, by the way, is who has the best job on television. Uh, Tony Romo, 17 mil for yeah. 16 to you know 19 what? games. I'm going to go with Tony Romo. Okay, but keep in mind, though, keep in mind what plays a factor in this is Pat Sajak drives from his house to the studio, which probably isn't that far. Yeah. They, they shoot a bunch of episodes in one day. He has his own dressing room. He goes home at the end of the night. Uh, when Tony Romo's doing football, he has to travel for games. So that's that's oh, 16 right. to 19 weeks with full travel. Okay, I'm going to go with Sajak. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet deal, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Pat Sajak has the sweetest gig of all of yeah. them 40, that you gave in that 48 list. days. 48 days, like in a row, basically. Yeah. I could do that. Six shows a day. I could deal day, with that. $15 million and, dollars a and year. And then you get the rest of the year off? Ten months. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> Pat Sajak out here winning. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ketchup in the fridge. After opening, yes or no? Mm. I mean, not to you specifically, Ross, because you don't own ketchup in the house, and I don't. You, you just know, don't I eat ketchup. You hate it's it. It's for children and peasants. Hey, man. <laughs> no, I think that people who eat ketchup are they've children they, and pe- peasants. No, they oh. they suffer from some sort like adults, not kids. Kids, whatever. You gotta, you, they'll figure it out on their own. Um, but I, I think that they, it's either people who hate food because they have to smother it in sugar. Oh, God. Right? Because that's, that's all ketchup smother. is. They smother, it in, they smother it in sugar, so I automatically think that you just hate food. Or I feel that, like, when I see adults eating a lot of ketchup, I, I find that there's some sort of, like, stunted growth, like arrested development kind of thing of where they're, they're holding on to some part of them when they were a kid that uh, they need to get rid of when I see that. Such a hater. Like a <laughs> Bro, we're talking ketchup here. You're yeah, such no, a hater. I know. I know. It's candy. I know. When you're grown and you have to put candy on all your food, it's not- there's something something went wrong in your upbringing, man. Something seriously went wrong in your upbringing. You are way too passionate. No, I'm not. I'm to be right. On ketchup no, like this. I'm right. Last week, a British website called Which? It's like the uh, consumers' reports. Oh, okay. Out there. All right. Asked experts which condiments you should store in the fridge and which ones you should keep in the cupboard. And when talking about ketchup, the article says there's no need to keep ketchup in the fridge. Not only does it contain vinegar, but tomatoes are naturally acidic and it helps to preserve the product in room temperature conditions. Hmm. One of the doctors in the article said people can keep keep it there. Quote, because they prefer a chilled taste, but otherwise it doesn't need to be refrigerated. Oh. That's the reason why we in our house keep ketchup in the in the fridge, because I like that chilled really a little huh? bit of chilled ketchupy taste. Why don't you yeah. just put ice cream on your on your French fries then? Why don't you shut the hell up? <laughs> and let's hear from the people on the streets about ketchup in the fridge versus not in the fridge. This conversation has us all in a pickle. I had the chance to catch up with some people. I relish in the fact that we all don't agree on this, but I mustered the strength to move on. Hi, what's your name? Kyle. Does ketchup need to go in the fridge or not? Not preference, does it need to? Absolutely. The consistency of the entire mixture. There's no way that you can just leave it out. You just It's not, it's not allowable. But what about restaurants, man? It's sickening. They shouldn't do it anymore. A lot of people make choices that don't benefit them they just you know they don't they don't know they're hurting themselves you know i personally wow. don't think 
but I don't need to because I don't care if it's cold or not or it doesn't really go off but I'm a chef so as a chef point of view you should put it in the fridge because anything that's once it's open you put it in the fridge do we need to keep our ketchup in the fridge or not no because ketchup is nasty you should go in the garbage yo I'd have to say in the fridge you know because you can always microwave it nah you can't because then it splatters ketchup in the fridge we like it cold baby it has to not go in the fridge man like cold ketchup it's not it's not a thing it definitely is not a thing who puts who puts ketchup in the fridge you're you're you are nuts man like what the hell no, not in the fridge no you don't put it in the fridge it, it doesn't need to melt it's it's not it stays on the sides and that's how it should be um i like tomatoes uh, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, I feel like because of the ingredients that are in there, it should be refrigerated because it's a man-made, you know, man-made object. For sure, it should be taken with care. It's got an expiration date on it as what? well, so it should be preserved to a certain huh? extent to it at least. I feel like it shouldn't be, you know, kept out outside at room temperature where there's other factors that could possibly spoil it. The fact that people are even talking about this is ridiculous. Who cares? Put it wherever you like. <laughs> wow. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Transat's Distinction Collection offers more than 45 hotels in 15 sun destinations. Uh, Transat customers, you will enjoy exclusive benefits such as direct round trip transfers between the airport and your hotel, additional guaranteed reservations, a la carte restaurants. Yeah, there's also a ton of other benefits like free Wi-Fi, unlimited select international drinks, uh, a mini bar which is stocked daily. Ooh, good deal. Uh, the in-room safe, we all love that, the concierge service plus, golf and spa discounts and so much more. Transat.com has all the info. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yeah, I was at the doctor on the weekend. Uh-oh. And, uh, Did they make <laughs> you wear a mask? No, I had to get like a, a shot and all that stuff. Um, no, they didn't make me wear a mask. Uh, there's no, um, but nobody's shaking your hand. Oh, yeah. Which no. is weird because then their hands are just like all over your body, right? Like yeah. I had to go for a physical. And so it's like your, his hands are all over my body. Was he wearing gloves? No. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, when they wear, well, I mean, he's like, no, like when he's using his stethoscope and stuff like that and he's putting his hand on my back, he's not, yeah. he's not wearing, I don't think he was wearing gloves. Did he constantly uh, wipe, like clean his hands with sanitizer? Uh, yeah, maybe. Nothing unusual, though. It yeah. was, I only noticed it at the end when, when we were saying goodbye and he's like, can't shake, you know, Corona. Right, but I'm, but I'm off like, dude. I'm just nude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we just did a full physical. Yeah, we don't need. <laughs> you know? we don't, we're good. We don't need to shake. We don't need to shake, man. Like you saw everything. Every like we already did all the touching. <laughs> we're gonna need to do. Yeah, see you in six months. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that I understand it, and he didn't even see. I mean, very cautious, obviously, uh-huh. right? But the way that I understand it is that, you know, Corona is coming. And Catherine was at a doctor recently where her doctor was like, hey, listen, we're we're all going to get it. Mm. Right. It's just the way it is. There's there's no vaccination for it. And it's, it's, it's going to happen. Right. It's whether you're, you know, in a high risk category. Most of us will be able to fight it. Yeah. But, but it's that two week quarantine though, man. Like well, I, I know, but I'm, but think about it though, right? Like, you know, two, what, two weeks two off. Weeks. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> but then when you get it, like you and I may yeah. not get it at oh, the same time. No, but does it matter if I get it? Right. Yeah. Everybody in this room has to go home for two weeks. 
And then if I get it, everybody in the room, oh my God, we have we have a month off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, it's crazy. Oh my God, that, bro, cough on me real quick. Well, no, I don't have it. Oh. No, but that's what they're saying is that it's it's like I know you can do the masks and you can do the handset. You can do all this stuff. You can take all your precautions, oh. right? But, yeah. but it's coming, right? Speaking like it's, of masks. It's, it's coming. Did you see, let me find it here. He still has it. Oh, yeah. He was getting killed on Instagram yesterday. Why? What happened? DJ Khaled. Did you see the picture that he posted on IG wearing a mask? No. What's he doing? <laughs> Look at this stupid mask he's wearing. That's like, that's not a proper mask. That's not That's not the N95 <laughs> no, mask. No. That's like a mask that you would buy at Home Depot yeah. so that you don't get dust in your mouth. Yeah, but some of those are, and, and, and whatever they are, no, some of those Home a, Depot masks are. not. This one's not at N95. No, it's not. No. Oh. When you zoom right in, there's like nothing on here that because, says N95. Because I'll tell you, because the like the masks that don't work yeah. are the ones that you see everybody wearing. Like the little tiny paper ones, like what your dentist wears. Uh-huh. Those aren't, those don't work. Oh yeah, no. Right? And I also don't know if the mask helps you not get it. I think the mask helps you not spread it. I don't know if the mask helps helps you not get it. I don't know how real this is. I mean, it's real. Was this on the TTC? I saw this. I think it's on the TTC. This woman with the plastic bucket over I know. I don't know where that's from. Yeah, but I saw that picture. She had like, there's a clear Rubbermaid bucket over the woman's head. You got to take all precautions, right? But this makes people go, this is, look at at the world today. The oil prices, the stock, everything else. Like, it's happening. I know. Like, it's happening. I know. Everything is happening. It's just how you deal with it, man. It's crazy. But no, don't put a bucket on your head. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, you know, uh, the sort of <laughs> cliche where somebody who's well known gets in a situation where they do the, don't you know who I am? You know, Reese Witherspoon did that. Remember when she got drunk and pulled over by the cops? Mm-hmm. Oh. She was like, and she was all like, "Don't you know who I am?" Yeah, Maury did that. Oh God. <laughs> okay, what was the circumstance? <laughs> also, why does this surprise me? <laughs> Out of all of us, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, not surprising. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure you both what? have done it. You just don't talk about it. What happened this time? No, I've never actually. I've never said the words. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Yeah, yeah. I've never. I've never said those words. I might have had somebody else say, "Don't you know who he is?" But I've never said the words. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Okay. So I had somewhere to be, mm-hmm. and sometimes uh, I was going to interview Anthony from Queer Eye. Okay. And gotcha. um, traffic is just terrible in the city and I know that the best route to get to where I needed to be was to drive straight along King Street. Okay. Right? Which you cannot do. So in, in yeah, you can't do that, right? No. Because they you have go, all like the, maybe a block. I think that's and then the you're rule, forced right? To, yeah. to turn. So each block I went to, I would sort of look around and confused. Sort of, like I'm like, what? Where? And yeah. then if no one's around, I'm like, oh great. And then I continue. So yeah. I was uh, literally half a block away from where I needed to be to interview him at this coffee shop. And I got pulled over and they're like, sir, what are you doing? Where, why are you going through this intersection? You can't be doing that. Do you not know the new laws? And I'm yeah. like, you know, it's so funny. I actually, I do. I have to be right there at that Starbucks to interview, um, to do an interview. And I didn't know how else to get there. And you know, it's so funny. I talk about this on the radio all the time. <laughs> and, you know, of all people, I should know the rules. I just thought, 
I, I didn't know what the rules are if you're half a block away from where you need to be. He's like, you're gonna have to drive. Like you would have to drive all the way around the block. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I'm on. You know, I'm on the the, the radio. I'm Maury from the Raza Mocha show. He's like, oh, you are. He's like, who are you going to interview? I'm like, I'm interviewing Anthony from Queer Eye. He's uh-huh. like, okay, tell you what, if, I'll let you go if you go and get us a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Bribery again, right? <laughs> so yeah. what happened, more? So I went and got them a coffee and walked <laughs> no, back and I took a picture with them. <laughs> and they took a picture with him. What the? It works. What the hell? It works. <laughs> right? What the hell? It works. It works. Wow. It works. Sometimes cliches and stereotypes are cliches and stereotypes because they're true. Maury fully did the "Don't you know who I am?" And it worked. But in, like, all along King Street, right? Like, I'm surprised that they let you go. Congratulations, by the way. It (laughs) only cost you two cups of coffee. That's fine. Yeah. But all along King Street, because I've been, that whole, for that entire stretch where you're only allowed to drive, like, a block and then you have to turn, there's signs, like, everywhere. Yeah, but giant signs on either side of the road. Up by the by the lights, yeah. all along the road, Mocha. like big yellow friggin' marks. Mocha, yeah. you just have to look confused. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Which yeah, which is not not difficult for more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. And I see that uh, leagues across various sports, yeah, are no longer allowing uh, the media or visitors, not just the media, yeah, but other visitors into the uh, locker room. Was, stop the spread of COVID nineteen. It's all. It's always wild when it's a joint statement, mm-hmm. you know, between like, like all the leagues in the world, like MLB, NBA, all that stuff, NHL. Um, yeah, no. So uh, they're doing whatever they can. It's crazy though. The whole thing is just wild. And and I'm like Italy shut down. Well, yeah. I'm just. I'm trying to just stay focused on the official releases from people like the CDC or the World Health Organization or all this stuff as opposed to news coverage. And I know we do a lot on this show, but there's legit things that are canceled like and, and, and you know, locker rooms being closed and everything else. But it's, it's, it's not because the way that I understand it and I've sort of just come to terms with it and maybe I'm wrong, but I've just sort of come to terms with that, you know, I'm probably going to get it. You're probably going to get it. Everybody's probably going to get it. I hope not. I'm doing what I can to not it doesn't get ma- it. No, what I'm saying is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it's just, like, it's like you can't quarantine the world. Like, it's just not going to happen. Okay, well, don't be putting know, bad juju know, on me. I'm not putting bad juju on you at all, right? I'm just saying that, like, it's... <laughs> Tell me it's, I'm going to get it. I'm not saying you're going to get it. I no, said you said pro- probably. Probably. <laughs> That's a jackass. <laughs> okay. Take my vitamin and D. Not, yeah, yeah, do all the stuff, man. Vitamin I C. noticed here yesterday morning, I went to the bathroom yesterday morning, and they have one of those hand sanitizer um, dispensers on the wall. Yeah, they're putting them everywhere so, in somebody, this building. Like, somebody ripped it open, and it was gone. Oh, God. The bag. Already? Yeah, the already? bag. What is this, Costco? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, the world is basically shutting down because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And Billboard on their website, has 10, 10 coronavirus-related songs that they've written about. 10? Yes. One of them is called Jealous Coronavirus. Oh. Now oh are these, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Are these all, like, new songs that people have written for, or do they just happen to have... 
I guess nobody would have written a song called Coronavirus no, before. These are all fairly new. God, anything to make a buck, huh? This one uh, is called Jealous Coronavirus. The song is from a uh, the Vietnamese Health Department. Oh. Which commissioned the song to inform citizens about the origin oh. of the coronavirus. I gotcha. And to limit its spread. So some of the lyrics include, Recently we got hit with a hot virus. Its name is Corona. Where is it from? It's from Wuhan. Admits the piece. It suddenly appeared. We definitely got to stay alert. Oh. And the song sounds like this. Like public service announcements, basically, right? For the most Some part. Some of them are, yeah. This one's called Jealous Coronavirus from Vietnam. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, listen, if it does, if it, if, if it helps even a little, why not? Oh, wait for the beat to drop. <laughs> The, the problem with something like this, though, is that you run the risk of people just wanting to get together in large groups and dance to it. Right. Which is exactly what you're not supposed to do. Um, Fight the Virus is a song from an artist in the Philippines, and it's a parody of a Simon and Garfunkel song called <laughs> Sound of Silence. Jackie Chan, believe it or not, is in a song as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Artists from uh, mainland China and Hong Kong came together to record a song called Believe Love Will Triumph. And Jackie Chan is in this particular song. will fight my life even in the face of a rainfall of bullets through the door of life and death i promise not to leave the hardest thing to let to let it go i will stay calm for you these are all coronavirus songs all coronavirus songs They're all sort of epic, like a We Are the World, right? Like, yeah. they, it's nothing is simple. It's nothing's a simple pop song. They're all these big, giant, epic message message tracks, like anthemic songs. Yeah, let me yeah. play one for you. That sounds like a big party, though. Okay, this one's from Mexico. It's called La Cumbia del Coronavirus. Encourages listeners to wash their hands and avoid friends if they have the virus. Okay, hit me. Some of the lyrics include: "Let's be attentive. We have to take care." So let's roll up our sleeves and get to work. That's why I made this song. The best thing to do is preservation. We all need to take care. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. 
cocina, varios muertos hay por allá. Hay que ponernos atentos, nos tenemos que cuidar. Para ponernos las pilas, pa' eso dice esta canción. This was my favorite of all. Where's the, where's the Canadian one? We're like, where's our contribution to the coronavirus songs? Like, what's Cardi doing? Why is he sitting on his hands during this time? Sean Desmond, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Should we call Sean and ask him? Put something together. Like, why aren't we commissioning somebody to do a coronavirus song? Nice like, I know. Hey, listen. Sean Mendez, he's writing music right now for his new yeah. album. What are you why not doing? Toss in the next Corona song. Why not, man? So there you go. Some coronavirus songs for you. <laughs> Making the rounds. You want to check out the full list? Is at billboard.com. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, if handshakes are done, yeah. how else should we greet each other? I was in this situation yesterday. I interviewed, God, um, I interviewed an, a singer yesterday, young, young singer, I think she's 17, named uh, Ren for short. Yeah. You know who that is? No. She's cool. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, grew up in Toronto, grew up listening to this show. She's oh, gonna, nice. she'll be big. She'll be big. And, um, and it was weird because she came in cause she's young. And so she came in and I'm like, I don't want to shake your hand cause you're like a singer and I don't want to be the one that like, you know, takes the kingdom down. You're sure. on your way up. Yeah. And then after the interview was over, I walk over and like her mom and dad are standing there and her dad puts his hand. I'm like, oh my God. Now, so I shook her dad's hand. Then I shook yeah. the mom's hand. Then I went and I washed it. Have, I, did, yeah. I did the whole thing, right? But I'm like, there's some situations where it's just instinctual. Like I'm just so used to shaking people's hands sure. that it's very difficult. That right, here we go. Mr. Popular. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it's like to be me, man. Okay. I really don't. <laughs> no, I can only dream though. Because I don't know. Like it's very, like I told you when I was at the doctor the other day, I went to shake his hand and he recoiled after yeah. having his hands all over my body, right? He, he recoiled. <laughs> oh, Mr. Popular again. Right? Here also, we go. also lucky him, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know more, right? Uh, but uh, but so, and then he recoiled, but I don't know if I have that in me. Like Can when, I just when say somebody it? puts his hand out, like her dad put his hand out to me and I just immediately shook it because I wasn't going to do the thing of where I say no. No, because, but if somebody puts their hand out, yeah. instead of being that person, what if you tap your uh, elbow to their hand? No, I did that with I did that with uh, with with the singer. I did that with Ren for short. We touched yeah. elbows. No, but if right? but then, hands I, out. But then, I, then I turn around and I shake her dad's hand. Right? I'm like, well, I just uh, ruined everything now. Yeah, you just, now you're all going to get in a car together. You're and just then a superstar. I just, yeah, I just ruined everything. I ruined I think, everything. I think now, especially with everything going on, right? Coronavirus. Yeah. I don't think it's would be unusual or f for somebody to think it would be unusual if they went to shake your hand and you're like, ah, you know, COVID got everyone. And yeah. then like you hold out your elbow and you'd be like, yo, let's just do this. No, I know. But, no, but you're, then those those people are going to go home thinking you insulted them, right? So they, they asked people, what should you do instead of a handshake? And he, you want to know the top five? Yeah. Remember when Maury was talking about tapping feet? Yeah. That's never going to happen. But anyway, that was at number five. Uh, bowing is at number four. Really? <laughs> oh, I would love to make that number one. Yes. Bowing? Bowing. Like a curtsy? What? Yeah. Uh, bumping elbows, number three. Yeah. Uh, a nod. Okay. <laughs> Which mm. is fine. Yeah. Mm. How's it going? <laughs> right? Yeah. A nod at number two. Uh -huh. And just, and I know that this seems very simple and civil and normal, but just imagine in the circumstances of where you're introduced to somebody in, in sort of a close setting, okay? Sure. Because at number one is a wave. Really? Yeah. I can't imagine waving at someone that's like two feet in front of me. <laughs> right? 
Do you want to try it? Like, like we're all doing it to each other right now in the room. Like that's, that's super weird. Yeah, that's like awkward. If, if, I'm, if I'm like, hey, uh, Jabroni, this is Mocha. Mocha, this is Jabroni. And you guys are like two feet away from each other. And you I'm just like, wave. Hey. <laughs> so dumb. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just uh, called in still with son. I hope you guys have any good day. Oh, thanks, man. What's your name? It's uh, Michael. Michael, what are you up to today? Honestly, man, I'm just uh, about to roll up a sliff. <laughs> well, I need to set up my morning nice and fresh, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's nice and fresh to you, is getting a little stoned in the morning? Yeah, it keeps me focused, you know what I mean? Keeps no, me it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It does to no, me, man. Everybody, everybody's different, man. No. Everybody's different. Weed has never kept anyone sharp. I mean, it keeps me, like, chill in the morning, you yes. know what I mean? Off my day too. Hey, do you go to do you go to work a little bit high? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like a little bit of a buzz. And, and I know that you can say a lot about weed and a lot about alcohol and everything else. I know a lot of people that that smoke weed, and I know a lot of people that drink. I would say that the amount of people that I know that drink who have gone to work a little bit drunk is in the low numbers, right? It's a really, really low percentage. The amount of people that I know that smoke weed that have gone to work high is in the very, very high percentage. I feel it to me, man. I feel it to me. Honestly, I do sales, you know what I mean? So I speak on the phone. Okay. I make sure I think it out. You oh, know? so you want to be smooth. You got to make sure you're smooth. Yeah, I want to be smooth on the phone, nice yeah. and relaxed. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, I All got right. you. Well, uh, thank <laughs> you for calling, Michael. We appreciate it. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, honestly, you guys are both nice people, man. You guys are both good people. Yeah, but between Roz and Mocha. Listen, he's high right now. You're not going to get him to say something mean. <laughs> Who is your favorite? I'm, I'm, I'm rolling up right now. I'm not high yet. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so before you get a little high, yeah. between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, uh, f- Man, all right, uh, <laughs> uh, Roz, uh, Roz, Roz, Roz. Yeah, Roz. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks, man. I don't know, man. You sound I a little stoned. <laughs> it, it was a tough choice, man. Tough choice. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, brother. Thanks so much for listening. You too. All right, later, later. Awesome, all right, Take all right peace. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, a couple of days ago, um, LeBron James was asked about how he would feel about possibly playing NBA games without fans in the stands because the MLB, NBA, NHL, and MLS sent out a joint statement saying that they are preparing for that. If it, if it needs to come to that, they'll be ready for it and games will be played without fans. And at first, LeBron said this. Play games without the fans? Yeah. No, it's impossible. I ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's what I play for. Play for my teammates. Play for, I play for the fans. That's what it was all about, so... If I show up to a arena and ain't no fans in there, I ain't playing. And then I guess reality set in where somebody's like, yo, LeBron, you got to get on board with this man. Like, yeah. this is like, this ain't about Everybody you. Everybody. This le- ain't about you, man. LeBron James is literally the unofficial, official yeah. spokesperson exactly. for the NBA. Exactly. He's and, King James for a reason. Yeah. And so 24 hours later, LeBron's now saying this. Obviously, I would be very disappointed, you know, not having a fan because that's what I play for. I play for my family. I play for my fans. They're saying no one could actually come to the game if they decide to go to that point. So I'd be disappointed in that, um, you know. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta listen to um, you know the people that's keeping a track on what's going on. <laughs> listen to your bosses. Uh, and uh, Charles Barkley was on the Late Show last night and. He's got a bit of a different take in the sense that he seems cautious, but yet 
not panicked. This is a beat where we don't let fans come to games. I'm like, okay, if they don't come to games, are they not going to live their lives? Are they not going to go to work? Are they not going to go out and have dinner and things like that? Like, you can't stop living. People just don't want the headline. Like, the, the Lakers don't want to have to send out a press release saying, hey, if you guys, if there was anybody in section 121 in between rows 15 and 26, get yourself tested or self-quarantine because we just got word. Yeah. Like, nobody wants their letterhead with, uh, with that statement. And I don't know if you saw it last night, but after the Leaf games, because I, I just... I just saw this on uh, on Twitter because I completely missed it, which is after the Leafs won, everybody lines up to sort of like pat the goalie, Pat Anderson. And yeah. uh, when they get to the end of the line, Austin Matthews was at the end of the line and he put his hands together and bowed. Really? And, and Anderson bowed back and they asked him about it afterwards and he said that it's because of the whole coronavirus thing and that they would try something a little different. Yeah? Yeah, so they're bowing. I know we were goofing on that, but but they're, people are bowing now. Anything to ev- uh, to avoid yeah. physical contact. Yeah, I mean, you just had, you know, a guy's fist in your face, right? That <laughs> but- is true. Like, what happened? Okay, here's a question. Out though. of all the contact that Austin Matthews had, I would be... See, for me, I would feel slighted if I was Anderson because I'm like, you just touched about 30 guys in one way or another for the last hour. And what, you're not touching me? <laughs> I can't wait to isolate that audio. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I hate the internet sometimes. Oh, no. What'd you do? Uh, DJ Climax yesterday sent me a text with a screen grab of breaking news from CNN. Okay. And it was a picture of Eminem. And I was like, oh, my God. The first thing that went through my mind, Eminem died. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, Yeah. I'm like, the years of drugs and alcohol, I know he's clean and sober now, but still, who knows what's going on Bad liver's a bad liver. Inside that body, he died. RIP to the goat. Okay. Eminem did not die. No. But the description on this picture reads, breaking news, Eminem has just become the first celebrity to be diagnosed with coronavirus. Really? In a statement released by doctors, it has been revealed that his palms were sweaty, (laughs) knees weak, and arms were heavy. He presented with vomit on his sweater already. Initial testing has revealed it was mom's spaghetti. <laughs> I, like, I don't know whether you should be laughing or making jokes or whatever. I, this but is why I hate the internet I know, sometimes. I know. Maury sent me one the other day. What was that one? Uh, so the one that I saw, and I too was shocked, is that John Travolta was uh, sent to hospital, but he did not have coronavirus. He was just diagnosed with Saturday Night Fever, but right. he's staying alive. Right. <laughs> That is a great place. (laughs) But most times, it is the worst. People are jerks. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How you doing? Good. Everything's getting canceled. I know. Uh, The guy from the Cannes Film Festival just said that uh, they're going to give it time, but they are prepared to cancel the Cannes Film Festival uh, if need be. Damn. Right? That's crazy. Jays are going to cancel their home opener. What's going to happen with that? At Rogers Center in two weeks? I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. And and now what's going to wind up happening, what I fear is this. What's going to wind up happening is that if things don't go without an audience, that people are then going to be perceived as being reckless, mm-hmm. whether there is a legitimate threat or not. And that's where I think 
you you run into problems where somebody you know a team like the Jays or even something even smaller yeah you know if they if they sort of have their people and they listen to the experts and they assess the the risk and they say yeah we're going to allow fans in I just worry that there's going to be blowback uh, from people where they then seem insensitive or they seem that they're only in it for the money or they seem all this other stuff yeah. right like it's a, it's a tough it's balance a, it's a no win situation yeah spe- especially when I think that there's a lot of people who have been you know doing away with their audience not not because they don't have legitimate concerns but I think that a lot of people like Jeopardy 100% and Alex Trebek and, and everything that's going on or has gone on with Pat Sajak on Wheel of Fortune the two you know, were it, yesterday Wendy Williams and Steve Harvey but so for somebody like Wendy Williams Williams, it just seems like clout to me, mm-hmm. you know, so they just want to be a part of it where they just want to say, we're going, you know, we're doing the show without an audience. It's not to, necessarily to, to, to for boost, safety. To boost numbers. Right. Right. It's to get your name out there in the media again. Yeah. And like, then to also have people tune in out of curiosity to see what that show would be like without a studio. And audience. that's, that's the whole right? point, right? Like, don't get me wrong. If they do an NBA game with no audience, the numbers for that game are going to be through the roof. Yeah. Because I want to see what an NBA game looks like with no audience. Yeah. You know, like it will work. Like it does. Like people are going to be drawn to it. But I just, I don't know. I just fear that if you if you are something like the Cannes Film Festival or the Jays or any sort of other thing where you decide because you listen to the people that you trust that you're going to go ahead and let yeah. an audience in that you may seem, you may come off as seeming that you don't care or that you're putting people I at risk. I have a question for you. Yeah. So at what point do we, because I know that they moved the Bond movie, but at what point do, I guess, movie theater companies say, hey, we that's don't want the other crowds thing. in That's the That's the other thing. When you start How shutting down. How far you go, when yeah. you start shutting down movie theaters because that's a group of people for an hour sitting in a room yeah it's it's a it's a lot you know and i was listening to joe rogan yesterday on his podcast and he had this real great expert on he was amazing and he was basically talking about gloves and masks and how it's they just don't they're not going to help you it's not about gloves and masks it's the fact that you're just sharing space and you're sharing air with people who may be infected and once that happens it's a year as good as done and then you look at all these people on the cruise ships where they just keep recycling air through and through the, the, the cruise ships and yeah. people are just getting reinfected uh, because of it. But it's just a matter of just being in space with people that, uh, that, that, that puts you at risk. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hold on here. Oh, Maury's coming in. What is it, Maury? Did you need me? Huh? Oh, no, I thought I heard you call me in. You thought I heard you call me in? What? No. Hey, I could have you- sworn you said, Maury, my love. Did you hear this clip from... Um, Howard Stern, where uh, Harry Styles did uh, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. It's unbelievable. What? Yeah. Harry Styles is the man, huh? Is it yes. really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no it's that's it. That's the, and you can okay. tell that's him, the, the, the original, because it goes like, in his voice. Okay, now go back to, now go back to Harry Styles. Wow. That's really good. 
I heard this song like two weeks ago at the dentist. Did you? Yeah. This is like one of the. This is like one of those songs that's uh, I only ever hear at the dentist. Your dentist or at plays the amazing music. Wow, this is really good, man. Yo, with the amount of covers that Harry Styles has, has done, yeah, I would be down for a Harry Styles cover album. He's so good. I agree. I just don't know if there's any money in that. Of course there is. No, I don't think there's money either. I just think it's like... You make deals with each of the artists and you get a percentage of the sale. No, like, I think it's just... He wouldn't be doing this for... To make a ton of money, he's doing it for the love of music. And people who love music would enjoy hearing an album like this, I think. I'm going to leave before I cry. Why would you cry? Because that... Peter Gabriel and that song is the song that my dad and I share together. <laughs> oh my god. You and your dad share Sledgehammer together? Yeah. That's your song? That is our song. Sledgehammer? Yeah, like if I was like if there was a father father dance at a wedding, it right. would be to Sledgehammer. <laughs> but wasn't there a father father dance at your wedding? No, there was no wedding that he was at. Oh right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Wink. So many secrets. So many secrets. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Monica. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, Monica, you were this. Uh, hey, Roz and Mocha, fix my life. I had a boyfriend for about two years, and mm-hmm. you have an eight-month-old boy together. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So that uh, he also has two other boys uh, with another woman which you guys get on weekends sometimes. Uh, yes. since, since our little one has been born, my boyfriend hasn't really worked, so it's basically been my mat leave money for everything. But I also feel that everything is on me, and I have moments where I want to break up with him because I can't take it anymore. But at the same time, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. So, so Monica, um, how are you feeling, by the way? I'm okay. Taking yeah. it one day at a time, which is the most I can really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, is he not actively looking for a job, or he is? It doesn't seem like it, because I I reached out to a friend that works, that has a really good job, and uh, he told me just to fix up his resume and send it in, and they would speak to his boss. Mm -hmm. Um, They've done that, and apparently it seems like they've reached out to him. He just hasn't answered okay oh. there might be something else going on there might he might be dealing with depression he might be dealing with something like that have you have you asked him have you guys got into it um why he doesn't have any sort of desire to to do anything well i've talked to him a couple of times because then we get into a couple of arguments because like his ex doesn't know he's working he's not working his parents don't know he's not working so no one really knows but my family because mm. when i first got pregnant he wasn't around for the first six months mm-hmm. um so i didn't move out I ended up staying at home with my parents, and now I'm renting their basements due to the fact that my parents love my son. And if I left with them, they they would just move, leave out of the country. So I ended up staying here, and they've been very supportive because they know he hasn't been working. So they've been very supportive. But even my mom was talking to me yesterday um, because once the truth comes out and everybody finds out he's not working... I'm going to look like the bad one because I'm covering for him. And I am. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to him a couple of times and I've tried talking to him about it. And he shuts himself down. Like he doesn't, he refuses to talk. He doesn't feel like there's anything wrong. Yeah. But this, to me, it doesn't sound like he's just refusing to work and wants a free ride. To me, this might sound like he's dealing with something that maybe he needs to talk to somebody about. 
Yes. You know, he's, he's, he may also see himself in a situation where he's, you know, he's got three kids now that he can't provide for. And, you know, that'll send you into a dark spiral, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you start, you know, you get into your own head and it's very difficult to come out of, you know, in, in those moments. Um, is this somebody that you want to spend your life with or no? I do. Like, I really love him and I'm trying my best with everything. But at the same time, it's like I get into little arguments with him. I don't know if it's because of my depression, because I actually have been um, going through depression since the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like that helps him either. No, nope. he handles that pretty well. I would say that you yeah. bo- I would say that you both need some help. Yeah, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, and I, and don't get, don't get us wrong. Moke and I do not want anybody to stay in a relationship where they're in that relationship because they feel that they can't do any better. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't, we're we're not pointing you in that direction. Um, you can you can make your choices and you can leave, but I don't. We don't want anybody to stay in a relationship because they have themselves, you, sort of low self esteem, and maybe you think this is the best that you can do, or whatever those reasons are why people stay in relationships. We don't want that for you. But if you mm-hmm. love this guy and you want to build your life with this guy, um, you gotta you gotta help him get out of get out of this cloud. Wait, and where where is he living right now? He's actually living here at my house with my Oh, parents. okay, okay, yeah. okay. He didn't start living here until two months prior to the baby being my son being born because of the car accident. Because mm-hmm. um, I got into a car accident in Mississauga where he lives, and I didn't have my parents were back home in Portugal. And me and my brothers, we don't really get along. So he was there at that time for me. And ever since then, he's just, he's been by my side, which I'm very grateful for. And that's why I'm like, I don't want to leave him. But at the same time, this is just more stress on top of me with everything else I'm going through. Of course. It sounds like, it sounds like you could both use somebody to talk to. Does he know that you are, that you're depressed as well, Monica? He does. Okay. Um, at that time, as soon as he found out, he wasn't really helping me with my situation. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he found out, I got admitted. That's when he, he started being there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because he does things that I've talked to him about plenty of time. Because um, he doesn't usually help out at home or he doesn't help out with the baby. So it's like, again, everything. That's why I said I feel like everything's on top of me. Because you're, you're going through some stuff, too. I think that you, first of all, as, you know, as a mom and you guys got a little one, priority number one for both of you is that you can do anything you want. The, the thing that you both have to agree on is that you're just not going to screw up this kid. Okay, yeah. that that's the one thing that you guys both have to come to an agreement on. Um, yeah. You may you may benefit even if it's temporary being in a environment where you have to work less to make things work, and you are given the maximum amount of support that you can from people who are willing and wanting to support you. Okay. I think that you I think that you may benefit from that. It sounds like your parents you have a great relationship with your parents, and they really love the kid and and everything else. I think that, yeah. that you may you may benefit from leaning on them and. I I know that you don't want to be honest with them and you don't want to let them know everything that's going on, but I think you have to. Mm-hmm. How much alone time do you guys get, Monica, you and your boyfriend? Well, that's the argument we had on Saturday um, because just last week, my mom, like she's, she's already said that anytime we need her to take my son for us to have one-on-one, she would do that, but she works Monday to Friday as well. Yeah. So we only have the weekend, but then we have his kids on the weekend. Because I was going to suggest like if there is an opportunity for the two of you to be alone where you can have this open dialogue and let him know like let him know how you're feeling but also say to him if you are feeling the same way or if you have any other feelings you don't have to tell me but we can find somebody together that you can talk to okay now try that out 
Right. Probably today or tomorrow. But you yeah. got to come. You got to open up to your open up to your mom because you need you need that help. You need that support. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Good morning, Mocha. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name's Aisha. Aisha. Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm 31. Do you remember the song Aisha? Yes, I do. Yeah, all right. And, People and you know, sing there's that to so you? many. Oh my goodness, yeah. all the time. Aisha, you, know, like- you are the girl that I never had. <laughs> never heard it before. You never heard that song? No. So you remember Belle Biv DeVoe? Yeah. That girl is poison. Absolutely. I know that track. So yeah. one of the guys from Belle Biv DeVoe signed a group to his record label called Another Bad Creation. And there oh, were these ABC. kids. Yeah. yeah. And their first song was Aisha. Oh, Aisha, God. you are the girl that I never had. No, we didn't get that in acting. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't make its no. way over there. We got we got poisoned by Belle Bib DeVoe, but uh, we didn't get Aisha. Oh, okay. No. There's actually like a Turkish song that has Aisha in it. There's a um, Bollywood song that also is like Aisha. So it's a very common name and used in many songs, I guess. There you go. Anyway, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, do you have it there? You gonna play it? <laughs> No, I never heard this song before. Yeah, it was like seven kids, and I think they were yeah. like the oldest was like maybe eleven. You remember when? Uh, remember when rap used to use real drum sounds? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's so much better. God, they sound real young. Yeah, like real young. The youngest, I think, maybe was like six or seven. Really? Yeah. They sound real young. Anyway, I uh, listen to that. Hold on, let me get to the good part, and then we'll continue our... All right, all right. There you go. We're done with that. All right, girl. So uh, what do you want to talk about? I wanted to tell you guys. So I haven't um, I haven't driven to work um, in like almost at least a year mm-hmm. or over a year. And every morning before that, I, knew I, used, to, I used to listen to you guys. And I, I and today I'm on my way to Brown, so I, I turned you guys on. And I realized, one, how much I really miss listening to you guys. Two, how much I enjoyed it. And three, like, I'm sitting here reminiscing a year ago how amazing if my mornings were, so I have to tell you guys. Uh, you are so wonderful, and that is so kind of you to say just all of that and to spend so much time with us, and it's awesome. It's amazing. Wait, so you've missed an entire year of our show? I did, yes. Oh, okay. Have you, do you know that we have a podcast? I know you guys do, yes. yes okay. Do, have I you been listening that. to the podcast? Uh, I will now. Okay, because no, then you have like a full year to catch up on. I really do, right? So outside of the live show that airs in Toronto, Monday to Friday, 6 to 10 a.m., whatever you have going on throughout the rest of the day or even on the weekend, you can dip back to those old episodes from the past year. Yeah. And, uh, and fully, fully get caught up. Yeah, no, I absolutely have to do that. But I really need to start listening to you guys live as well. Because um, you guys, like, The weekend now, I'm a huge weekend fan. And he's released, like, his, he's going to release his album. I'm sure you guys are going to do contests and tickets. I really, really, really want to go. 
So I'm definitely going to make it a point to make sure I listen, not just for you guys, but also for the content. All right, you're the best. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, my Lord. Even though you took um, a year off from listening to the show. <laughs> um... So based on, like, what I know from before and, like, the, the so far what I've listened to, I still have to agree. Like, Mocha's my favorite. I love Roz as well, but Mocha is just, your laughter is so contagious. All right, Aisha, uh, thank you for the call. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you, guys. Take care. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Adrian texted and said uh, he's brand new to the Ronza Mocha Show. Been listening for almost a year now. Oh, so, yeah? Adrian, we wanted to call to welcome you to the Ronza Mocha Show. Uh, thank you very thank much you. for listening. We've been on the radio together uh, over 10 years now. How did you discover the Ronza Mocha Show? So I was just flipping through the radio and I heard your laugh and it was so intoxicating and I just started listening. And yeah, that's how I got hooked on. And who did you used to listen to before? Oh, I used to listen to someone on a different radio station, but then they went off air and they got replaced. And the replacements are so bad, I can't tell you. Oh, which <laughs> so station? Bad. Which station? I said I wouldn't want to say the station because it wouldn't be very polite. Oh. So let's just leave it at that. Okay. But you guys are awesome. Ross has got to be my favorite, by the way. So that's two for Ross in 2020. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you really listen. Wow, dude. Uh, yeah, Ross picked up his first win of the year yesterday. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. That's two for him now. <laughs> yeah, every every little bit. You know what I mean? But Adrian, you haven't like yes, you've been listening for uh, just over a year, but you haven't been listening long enough, or you haven't paid attention. Uh, uh, to every single detail because you have to wait for us to ask you who your favorite is between Roz and Mocha. Yeah, I couldn't wait. Honestly, I couldn't wait because I was like, you know what, Roz is so awesome and the way he says it and the way he calls people out on whatever they're saying, I love it. It's, it's just amazing. There were some episodes that were, that was so good where, I don't know if I can repeat it, but where when Perrin called in about having not a very nice kid and he said well a-hole kids generally have a-hole parents right. and, <laughs> and I tell you it was so hard for for anyone to actually understand that but it is so true <laughs> I have a kid as well and she's difficult and at times I'm difficult and I understand exactly what he said and I'm like you know what spot on <laughs> Adrian uh, much love to you thank you very much for making the switch to the Roz and Mocha show welcome to the family thank you thank you again you guys are awesome this is the Roz and Mocha show podcast uh, hey did they cancel Bachelor in Paradise is that what I heard last night uh, it was Bachelor Summer Games. Oh, Bachelor Summer Games. That's the, uh, right. the one that's supposed to take place, obviously, when Thank the you. Olympics are happening. And then also Survivor, too. And Survivor got canceled? The, the Summer Games, that's just rumored. It hasn't been it officially. Hasn't been, it's not officially no, it's just oh, I'm sure it will, though. But because I just they want to make sure to it hasn't officially. Been no, I know, said. but they have to film that soon because it's only Bachelor yeah. Summer Games. It's not like a full season, like when we get Paradise or any of the other Bachelor shows. It only runs for the duration of the Olympics, which is two weeks. Right. So, oh, right. Yes. So you don't yes, get yes, as yes. many episodes. Right. It's just a, a shorter time period. I but they have to. That. They got to film that like now. When are they going to make the call on the actual Olympics? The they said they were going to give it until the end of May, but that was three weeks ago. Yeah, but but now again, it's a pandemic, I know, and everything. and everything changes. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's the that's the God. That's the big one. You get eleven thousand athletes, right? Yeah. Plus 
everybody who's part of their organizations and the, trains them and their coaching staff and the delegates and it's not, unbelievable. It's 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 a it's a massive number. It's like a couple, massive number. A couple days ago, I was like half joking about WrestleMania, which is coming up in like three That's weeks. Right. Yeah, right? It, was a, it was a goof a couple days ago. They they do these events now. It's so massive. They do these events at football stadiums in the yeah. states, and and the next one coming up is supposed to be in Florida. And I was like, well, what are they going to do? Have have the matches, but just like not have fans yeah. because that's another one of those events where people from all over the world will travel. Yeah. And I'm reading, somebody tagged me uh, in a post this morning that said that in Tampa, Florida, where WrestleMania is taking place, um, there's going to be a, an announcement being made. So that includes that. that includes the mayor yeah. uh, of Tampa, and it says WWE's contingency plan is to reschedule WrestleMania for uh, June or July. Right, with but that the, may not even be enough. With the actual Olympics, though, in their contract, apparently it says that they can postpone it. So I guess this place where it's going to be can do it again legally another time yeah no well the olympics can run it's interesting because what they had said was that the olympics there's a window for to for the olympics like it's not necessarily just the summer months like they can mm -hmm. run they can run the event any at any point within this window and it's a yeah. fairly large window uh to do it because so it costs a lot for these places to put them on it's so it's billions dude, it's billions, billions of dollars, dollars. they have yeah. to basically build build cities cities yeah. within cities yeah so we'll see what happens this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, let me ask you something. Yeah. Because I don't want to be insensitive to coronavirus and everything that's going on right now. Okay. But I'm watching Trump speak last night. Mm-hmm. And he is a very weird man. Mm-hmm. And he breathes weird. Mm -hmm. And last night, two times when he said coronavirus, he said it weird. Yeah. Okay. Again, don't want to be insensitive. Right. But just for my own... I guess humor. Are you worried that you're going to offend, like, say something disparaging about Donald Trump? No, 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 oh. no. Just because everyone's just, you know, on high alert. So I don't sure. want it to come across as insensitive. Right. But I made, like, a super cut of all the Donald Trump weird breathing and him saying Hit me, man. Come on. Yeah, that's cool? It. Yeah. Okay, good. My fellow Americans. Stay home. Coronavirus. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. <laughs> totally cool, right? Because I was worried. Okay, hold on now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I know that there's not that many people in the room, but there's a lot of people listening right now that are not in this room and I know everybody is shouting replay, replay, replay. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> yes. good? We're good? 100%, I can do it? Okay, yeah. okay, good. My fellow Americans, stay home. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. It's very dry. Yeah. It's very dry. Yo, get on that some water. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So everything got screwed up for March break. 
but hopefully it, it actually helps because I, I know that when it comes to flu season, everything sort of calms down after Christmas break because all the kids are at home yeah. and they're not hanging out with other kids. But uh, this is March break this upcoming week for a lot of people. And we had huge plans, man. Like we had huge plans. My kid is crushed. Yeah. I'm crushed. So the plan was we were going to go to New York today, right? Okay. We we're going to fly to New York today. And then I was going to fly back home on Sunday to work next week. And then Catherine and Rox were going to go from New York to Paris. Ooh. And then they were going to go from Paris to London. Mm-hmm. And then from London back to Toronto um, at the end of March break. And everything just got screwed up. And I had found this deal on tickets to get them to their all their European flights. Mm-hmm. And so it was great. It was like a sweet deal. And then I booked the hotels on another website. And then I booked my flight through another website. And I booked Ooh. the New York hotel through another website. So trying to deal with this yesterday to try and cancel everything or to find out even if I could cancel everything, it's not just one call, right? Like I'm making multiple calls and I'm on hold. And then you start calling these places and they literally, like they've, they've, you know, the, we appreciate your time. Our agents are working hard. We're going to get to you. There was one where they got rid of that message and it yeah. was just one that another, like some dude who definitely does not do that for a living goes, sorry. Sorry, we're really busy, and uh, you're gonna have to call back, and then they just disconnect you. <laughs> no, yeah, are you serious? Yeah, hundred percent, right? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, loser, uh. right? <laughs> and so they're like, "Yo, Brad, just read this script real quick." So I find out, I find out that I finally get through to somebody, one person yesterday, and they tell me they go, they start looking at my tickets, the ones that I bought for the girls for Europe, yeah. and they go, "Okay, so uh, there is a there's a there's a penalty fee for changing them," and I go, "Cool, I'll pay the penalty fee," and they go, "So." The problem is that your ticket prices that you got were, were so discounted that when you factor in the refund of the ticket plus the penalty of changing the ticket to cancel all those tickets. <gasps> so for two people from New York to Paris, Paris to London, London to Toronto, right? For two people. Oh, no. Yeah. Right? With the penalty fee for how cheap my tickets were, the guy goes, you're going to get back $10. No! Yeah. Okay. I have a very important question that everybody's wondering right now. Yeah. Before getting to that answer, how long were you on the phone for? That was phone call number one. How long... How that long was were you on the call? F- about an hour. Hour. About okay. an hour. Then I went to the big one, right? Which yeah. is everything else. All the hotel reservations, everything else last night. Okay. By the time I got to uh, talking to Muhammad, yeah. who was wonderful, by the way, on the phone last night, I, I wrapped up at three hours, two minutes. Okay. So we are now, in total, so far... At four hours and two minutes. Correct. And by the end of my conversation with Muhammad yesterday, dealing with all the hotels, because it's so bad that the people at the agency can't actually do anything. Their only play is they have to put me on hold. They then have to pick up the phone and call each <gasps> individual hotel directly so and, deal, on hold. and deal with the front desk. So I'm on hold because they're on hold. Oh, no. And after three hours and two minutes last night, yeah. what I found out is I've been, I, have, I have no course of action for anything, so I'm eating the cost on this entire, on this entire oh, trip. Oh, dude. And then the only advice I was given was, and I swear to God, I love this guy so much. He was so patient with me because I'm such a hothead with people on the yeah. phone. You at the, know. At, at the end of the conversation, three hours and two minutes on hold, his advice to me was, can you just call back tomorrow morning? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
Can you just call back tomorrow morning? Yeah. Muhammad, come yeah. on, bro. <laughs> that was his thing. So if you're dealing with March break, just know you're not alone. I did four hours on the phone yesterday <gasps> for a trip to uh, with my family to New York, to Paris, and to London. And at the end of it all, I'm going to wind up eating the cost of everything. Oh, like, no. Like, realistically, I'm going to wind up eating Dude. the cost of everything. Yeah, because with hotels, if you cancel it ahead of time, you're fine. Yeah. But at, with a hotel, if you don't cancel it before checking, Check-in time, you're considered a no-show. And then they were explaining to me that once you're considered a no-show, there's no refunds. You just didn't show. So now I'm on the clock to try and get a hold of all these hotels and all these agencies to try and change everything. And it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So you're going to call back this morning? I'm going to call back this morning. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi. Hi. Uh, can we talk to you about your, your text real quick? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, what's your name? Aksa. Roz. Mm-hmm. Aksa said this to us. My husband is a comedian and gets very upset when I laugh at your jokes more than his. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, I tell him every day. I tell him every day. I'm like, I find these guys so hilarious. I love listening to you guys in the morning. And he gets so upset. He's like, they're not that funny. I'm like, yes, they are. funny. Yeah, I've heard that. It's, it's interesting when it comes to comics because I know a lot of comics and there's some comics that um, really sort of appreciate this sort of form of comedy that, uh -huh. that we do because it's very difficult to just come up with new stuff sure. all the time. And then there's other comics that think that this is a lesser form of, uh, of comedy. Um, but uh, so I've heard I've heard both. And but yes, I know what you mean. I, I know that attitude of where people get a little bit pissy that you may laugh at something we say, but not something they they say. Yeah, because he definitely he definitely tries to try his jokes out on me all day long and he says, Is this good? Was that funny? And the minute I crack up, he says, Oh my god, that was a good joke. I'm gonna write that down. Do you remember <laughs> do, you, do you, can you remember any of his jokes that he told you? Oh no, I just I don't even try to remember his jokes. Oh no. <laughs> Wow. So is he trying like he what he's doing? His like you said, he's a comedian, right? Is he doing yeah. this? Um, is he trying to make a living doing this? No, I mean this is a side hustle. He's he gotcha. works, uh, He got he has a very high prominent job, but this is something that kind of gets his stress out. Sure. So he tries to do this on the weekends, and he has had some good uh, like some success the last few years in opening up for um, you know good like known well known people. But yeah, I mean, he's not making a hardcore income out of it. So, but he loves it. He's a funny guy. He's, I mean, that's why I fell in love with him because he was so funny. But yeah, um, just the fact that he tries his jokes, like I've told him, don't tell me jokes, just be yourself. You know, just be oh, yourself. That's man. funny for me. Jeez. Yeah. That's so he tries jokes on me and I'm like no that's not funny but so when he gets upset when you guys are just doing you know your regular banter every day and I crack up so much and he says you know what I don't understand why you find these guys so funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I will say this and you can let him know from me that stand up comedy is is the most ruthless uh, and difficult area in show business oh he knows it's, it's he very knows. it's being able to just stand on a stage with nothing and no, yeah. no production and no support and to just try and entertain with only sort of jokes where there are just so many various different kinds of sense of humor that, that everybody in this world has that to just try and find material that connects, uh, that is specific to you, but also relatable to an audience. It's very difficult to do. Stand-up oh, comedy is, is oh, so yeah. hard to do. It is, yes. Yeah. And when he gets heckled, he comes home in a really bad mood. No, and he says, no! he says, I, I had a 
really bad show and you know somebody hassles me and I don't know I'm, and he's really good at giving it back to the person so he yeah. does not let it go yeah. he doesn't let it go but it still affects him or I mean at the end of the day he's like I'm only trying to make people laugh and I don't understand why anybody would be mean about it oh, yeah. like, you know what that's just how that's the industry that you chose I mean that was that's what you want to do, right? So that's yeah. the original Twitter troll, right there. Yeah, is the is exactly. the heckler at a stand up comedy show? Poor guy. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. my god, Oxa, yeah. do not tell him that you talked to us today. <laughs> I have to tell him. I no. <laughs> He's gonna hate us even more. Thank you for your text. Thank you for listening to the Razamoga show. Between Razamoga, who's your favorite? Ah, 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 ah. Between ah, Razamoka, who's oh your favorite? God, that's so, it's like choosing between my two kids. I can't do it. I can't do it. We already know that you like us better than your husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like, uh, you know what? I've heard you guys on your own uh, when Roz has been away or Mocha has been away. Uh, I've heard you guys on your own. And I have to be honest, it's not the same. It's the two of you together oh, that course. makes it all amazing. Absolutely. I mean, it's the two of you together. Absolutely. But between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? <laughs> I would say Ross because his humor is more like my humor. I'm very, I give it to, I give it to the person whoever is talking to me. I mean, I don't hold back, so no. I would say Ross. That makes me happy. <laughs> I'll take that win. <laughs> but I love you, Mocha. <laughs> love you too, Aksa. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much. This is the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, buddy. All right, here is what you wrote to us. My best friend at 21 years just got engaged, and he asked me to be his best man. They want to get married on a cruise in January 2021. The issue is my work has a blackout period for vacations from January 1st to April 1st, which means that you will not be able to uh, go on the cruise and be a part of the wedding. They've offered to do a city hall wedding so you could be a part of it, uh, but you feel that you're holding them back from planning their special day. What do you do? So are they... In place of doing their destination cruise wedding, doing the city hall thing? Or are they still going to do the yeah, cruise wedding? They're, they're kind of torn between both, I guess. They want to ensure that the right people are there. But, uh-huh. um, you know, obviously not being able to go on the cruise, I guess, it will probably be in place of it. But, again, it's not all decided because they don't really know what avenue to go. So here's my question. If they're willing to ditch the cruise and get married at city hall just so you could be there, why are they not willing to just move the date on the cruise? That is a great question. Honestly, I'm, I'm not too sure. I know they just went on a cruise uh, this January that just passed as well. So I yeah. guess they kind of have that, that bug, you know. They want to go on the cruise again, and it worked out great in January this year. So um, I guess they just want to do the same thing. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that anybody should move their, their wedding date around to accommodate somebody in the wedding party, but if they're if it's true that they're willing to not go on the cruise and then just do a downgrade to, not downgrade, but change switch it up to a city hall wedding so you could be there, it seems to me that in between those two options are let's move the date of the cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you're wrong. And again, I don't think that's a place for, for me to say that or offer. No, 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 no. I, I just, I, I, find it, I find it odd that they haven't yet. I would say this, you're in a situation and we've talked to a lot of people who uh, when it comes to the destination wedding the issue normally is the person on the other end of the phone that we're talking to it can't afford it yeah and that's always the right. issue and how do you navigate these sort of you, when your friend wants you to spend some money that you don't have to go to their wedding so we're really used to that um, you're not in that situation but I would say this maybe the result is the same which is you can't be there but you can still be a part of it meaning that they can go and do the wedding 
wedding and they know you can't travel, um, it, it's, it, it makes no sense for you to even push for it because it's not going to happen or to say, hey, listen, I'll try. I'll see what I can do because you know the answer is going to be no. So just immediately, why don't you say, hey, you guys go off and get married. Uh, when you get back, let me host you and we'll get a small, really tight group of people together and we'll do a kick-ass dinner and we're going to share stories and we'll have drinks and we'll do like our own sort of mini reception after the wedding. I would like to do that for you guys, but I don't want you canceling plans just because I can't travel for work. Yeah, and that's exactly what me and a couple other members of the wedding party were thinking is even later this year, before they go away, maybe in 20, uh, 2021, that we do something like that. So that's kind of the avenue we were thinking. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah dude, right. I would do it after. I would make sure they're married. Okay. You know what I mean? And okay. then that way you can sort of, they can kind of relive and, and, and at that dinner, they can share all the stories yeah. of the wedding. They can, I think it'll be right. really nice to do it, to do, to do it after the fact. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but that's, that's tough. Really good friend you have there. I was Jeez. just going to say, yeah, that's yeah. super nice yeah. of them yeah. to want to change their, their destination cruise wedding, uh, to get married at city hall so that you could be a part of it. That's really nice. Yeah, I mean, we're, we've been friends for 20, uh, sorry, we're 28 and we've been friends for 21 years, so I oh, think crazy. he's going to do whatever he can do. Uh, would they, to make uh, sure I'm a part of it. Would they FaceTime with you on the wedding day? I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, like yeah. Why, why can't you, why can't you still, you know, back here at home, you know, FaceTime your buddy and uh, have that, you know, that best man conversation with him on the day of his wedding and then just have somebody who's sitting in the front row just like FaceTime with you so you could still, so you could, so you could be a part of it. Why not do that? Yeah, no, that's, no, that's an idea too. <laughs> right? It's not, it's not perfect. Oh my God. You know no. what they should do? What's that? Is FaceTime you with an iPad, using an iPad, right? Yeah. And then on the iPad, they can just tape like a little bow tie on there. Yeah, do right? that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can be there yeah. for the entire ceremony. Exactly. It's like you're dressed up. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There's the option. Right. Okay. And then also figure out what you would have worn and give that outfit to the person who will be holding the iPad and have them hold the iPad up and cover their face. So it really... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you're there. So it's like you're there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. Awesome. All right. Guys, I appreciate it. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready for the podcast? Uh Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, apparently, Toronto is the 13th happiest place in the world, what? the happiest city in the world. We're at number 13. The, uh, We're at number Knight 13. Frank, a global real estate uh, consultancy best known for its annual wealth report and house pricing indexes, just released its inaugural. What's the name uh, of the company? Uh, Knight Frank. Oh, uh, the sounds like city, a rapper. It's the City Wellbeing Index. This sounds <laughs> fake. And it gauges the quality of life in the world's, quote, most livable cities. Mm-hmm. And Toronto is, as we said, 13th. Number one is Oslo, and then Zurich, Helsinki, Vienna, Madrid, Stockholm, Sydney, Amsterdam, uh, Montreal at nine. Singa- oh, Montreal rank higher than us? Singapore at, yeah, get you, can still, you can still get a condo for $300,000 in Montreal. Uh, Melbourne and then Berlin and then Toronto at uh, at 13. Which, so, by the way, happy birthday, Toronto. Yeah, there's a big celebration happening uh, this weekend. Festiv- festivities will take place at Nathan Phillips Square on Saturday and Sunday, bringing together local artists and businesses to celebrate the city's uh, anniversary. How old? 186, One, right? Yeah, which, you know, the, the thing is they did at the Pan Am Games, they put fireworks off the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. They should really do that more often. I like, like that, this. too. I'm with you on that. Don't they do that at... 
Canada Day? No, I think only do, right? for no. the pen. No, they they don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really with you. Cool. Just just like you know how they lit up the Bloor Viaduct during the Pan Am Games and yeah. it looked really cool. Uh-huh. And now it's only every now and then that you see it lit up. Yeah, I feel like it's glitchy. Yeah. Someday mornings when I'm driving in, yeah. I'll see it's like a, a blue and then it like gradually fades to like a yellow yeah. and then back down to but blue. But it's not every day that though. It's not every yeah. day. No. And I like that. I, when they did that, I was like, you know what? That's one thing that I hope they keep after the Pan Am Games. Yeah. Because when you're driving at night and you, you, you're you sort of coming down the DVP, which the DVP is the most beautiful drive in the city anyway. And when you're coming down the DVP and you see See it and it's all like blue and I'm like I know that's cheesy right yeah. I know it's like a little Vegasy but I like it yeah, I, like, I don't mind it I at want all. I was really hoping that they were going to keep that on all the time uh, Bill Clinton in a new documentary uh, said that cheating on Hillary Clinton first of all it's a documentary about Hillary Clinton and they got Bill Clinton to talk about <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. man does she have that guy wound huh <laughs> Bill the cameras are going to be you here know what I mean she's like Comb Bill, your hair. Bill I need to sell this documentary so you're going to have to talk about Monica yeah. oh my god so finally like, why you always got to bring up old stuff okay. I apologize already so, so finally like he made it through the Me Too stuff. He made it through everything yeah. else. And so it's taken this long for Bill Clinton to come up with some sort of reason why he had the affair in the Oval Office with Monica Lewinsky. And uh-huh. you got to think that you, you're trying to come up with a reason that you're not going to get like re-raked over the coals for again. And so Bill Clinton, all these years later, is now saying that he had the affair with Monica Lewinsky to, quote, manage my anxieties. So it was like therapy. Interesting. You know what I mean? And, and of course, we can't, we can't look down on somebody who has anxiety in 2020. You right. know what I mean? So that's all it so was. It's, it's okay, Bill. It's okay, Bill. once somebody says that, you got to be okay. Yes. Okay. Anyway, the documentary is going to be on Hulu. Uh, it is, of course, a documentary about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, where Bill says that when he told her, he goes, quote, um, I went and sat on the bed and talked to her. I told her exactly what happened, when it happened. I said, I feel terrible about it. <laughs> 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 uh, Grey's Anatomy last night. This was the oh. episode where they were going to explain what happened to Karev. Spoiler alert, by the way. Okay, spoilers. It's it's spoilers. good that you brought that up because we just got a text at nine two five triple five from Adam. I said big departure on Grey's last night. Uh-huh. What is Roz's opinion on this episode? Okay, so thank you for listening. By the way, thank Adam. you very much. Well, so I play our song. They will do it. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> so. Karev has been on the show since day one, and all the sort of original young doctors, it was just down to Meredith and Karev, and then Karev left the show for whatever reason, I don't know. And it was so abrupt, and he was so tied into these all these storylines, mm-hmm. and he went off, spoiler by the way, the way that it turned out was, you remember Katherine Heigl when she used to be on Grey's? So she left forever ago, because she, oh, right, yeah. she wanted to do movies. And so... Like, knocked up. Yeah. And so they had Karev just leave, and he went and found her. And she had, like, from when she was going through cancer therapy, like, her embryos in his sperm from all those years ago. And then I guess she made two babies, or, like, she had twins, and they turned out to be Karev's twins. But they don't show anybody because Catherine Heigl's not in the episode and neither was Karev. Oh, but they still talk about them? Yeah. Like so he wrote like a part of the universe. He wrote everybody letters. And so they were all reading these letters. And I'll tell you what the problem with the episode was last night is that it was a giant retrospect, right? So they went back and during the letters, so he wrote Bailey a letter, Meredith a letter, Joe a letter, and there's another letter. It's a lot of letters. I don't know who the letter was for. Uh, Weber. 
Okay, but they go back and then they do this huge sort of retrospect. So as everybody's reading their letters in this episode from him, it's just all clips from the beginning of Grey's on. Everybody's so they're all remembering their time. Everybody's remembering their time. Or their interaction. And where the episode failed was you realized watching this last night how great Grey's used to be. By oh, playing and what, like all those now? all those old clips, yeah, like you're getting super emotional, and you're like, "This is what the show used to be. This is why the show was just so bloody incredible. Like it was just awesome." And you realize how far it's come, and how much of a letdown the show is now. Somebody texted nine two five triple five. I actually liked the storyline yesterday on Grey's. They should have just killed him. I love him, and I'm so sad. But I do wish he was actually in the episode with the kids. They've done good Hashtag goodbyes. Spoiler alert. Even even when they killed McDreamy, right? He was spoiler there. Alert, no, but he was way. there. Like Patrick Dempsey was in the episode, right? And other times when somebody has gone, they've been in the episode for their goodbye, mm-hmm. right? This wasn't one of those cases, and it was it was literally an actor's hand with a pen writing these letters. It wasn't even his real hand. No, it wasn't even his real hand. Anyway, so when you're watching the news, and everybody's talking about fake news, and you can't trust the news, and who the hell runs the news, this was on MSNBC last night, and when you put something on a screen on television, okay, okay. I like a tweet, because this was a tweet. Yeah. So it was it was Brian Williams and Mara Gay, who is a New York Times editorial board member. And they put a they were talking about Mike Bloomberg dropping into the presidential race. So they put a tweet up that they both found fascinating. Okay. okay. So somebody would have had to have seen that tweet. Somebody would have had to have sent that tweet to somebody on the show. Somebody else would have had to have shown the tweet to Brian Williams. Somebody else would have had to have put the tweet in as a graphic. Somebody else would have had to probably loaded it up and then reminded them and put it in a script that coming up, you guys are going to talk about this tweet. So remember how Mike Bloomberg spent $500 million of his own money yeah. on advertising. So let's money. listen to them talk about this tweet. But you see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. I got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. U.S. population, $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does. It does suggest. It's true. You know what we're talking about here, which is there's too much money in politics, Um, and it makes it difficult because what we want. Okay, he spent five hundred million dollars in advertising. Brian Williams and a New York Times editorial board member read out a tweet that they put on the screen that read, Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. The U.S. population is $327 million. He could have given each American $1 million and still had money left over for lunch. That made it on television. The way the math works is that if he gave away all of that money that he spent on ads to all the Americans, every American would get about $1.50. Five hundred dollars, not a million dollars, not a million dollars each. It doesn't work that way. Idiots. That's like Maury. Look at Maury. Maury's like, I thought that was a great tweet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, Italy has quarantined a quarter of its population <laughs> in a drastic bid to slow down the uh, spread of the coronavirus. Uh, Italy took a page out of China's playbook yesterday, attempting to lock down 16 million people for nearly a month to halt the relentless uh, spread of the coronavirus across Europe. After the mass testing uncovered more than 7,300 new infections, uh, at least outbreaks surged to nearly equal to South Korea's, which has been actually tapering off and trailing China, where corona is in retreat. Uh, Tim Hortons, as we know, uh, scrapped their roll-up-the-rim contest. That's crazy. I was supposed to start on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, now, they did not say specifically that it was because corona, but they did say, quote, uh, because of the current public health environment. Mm. Um, it means that uh, it is not the right time for its members to collect roll-up tabs uh, that have been around people's mouths. Just to correct, if they didn't cancel the whole contest, they're just moving it online. I'm getting to that. Okay. Also, you're eating, Maury. Yeah. <laughs> Your mouth is full of food. Your mouth is full of food. And you smell food. like peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Like, come on, bro. Okay. The company says that will e- that it will redistribute the $30 million worth of prizes uh, for the restaurant giveaways over to its app and digital contests. Also on Friday, Tim Hortons joined McDonald's and Starbucks in canceling uh, their uh, program where you can bring in your own cup. Ah, and yeah. And in your own cup, and then they'll fill your own cup and everything else. Did I get it all right, Mar? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What are you eating, by the way? What is that? Is that peanut butter? I have two slices of cheese, a peanut butter, and a little pita. Are you allowed to bring peanut butter to work? They sell it at the cafe. Do they? Yeah. What are the rules on that? Because I know my kid can't bring peanut butter to school. Can you bring peanut butter to work? I I guess you can, but is it frowned upon? Because I know you can't bring peanut butter on an airplane. They sell it right there. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What, you have to buy it here no, but I go outside? Listen, enough with the aggression, man. It's like a real thing, the peanut allergy. Well, I'm just, just defending saying. my breakfast. Well, yeah, okay. Well, so dial it down, man. Yeah, You're very angry right now. <laughs> Why are you so mad? Uh, South by Southwest was canceled. We know that. Uh, Justin Bieber's giant stadium tour has been downgraded to arenas in uh, several of the cities because of low ticket sales. Now, tickets did go on sale before coronavirus was a huge threat. So a lot of people are saying that it's because of corona. Some people are saying, no, it's not because of corona. They're saying they would rather have Bieber play to um, sold out arenas rather than half full stadiums. So his shows in Denver, Nashville, Tampa, Cleveland, D.C., Arlington, Columbus, Detroit, and Glendale, Arizona uh, were stadiums. Now they are arena shows. Mm. Um, CBS Sports. According to them and The Atlantic, that uh, NBA, the league, has sent a memo to teams indicating that they should start preparing for the possibility of playing games without fans. At Mm. this point, nothing seems imminent on that front. However, um, if it should be necessary, they should be able to implement these strategies immediately. So so everybody needs to be ready for, I guess, NBA games, NHL games, everything else games uh, to do it in front of nobody. It would just be like them practicing. Yeah, I right? guess. I it would guess just be it, like a pickup game yeah, between each team. Yeah, it would be, right? Or watching a game in Arizona. 
Ooh. <laughs> I mean, we already know what it looks like. Sorry, right? AZ. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they have fans now. I don't know. But I know I know. years ago they didn't have a... The Ottawa went through the same thing. Uh, but uh, LeBron James, how does he feel about playing uh, games in front of nobody? Play games without the fans? Yeah. No, it's impossible. I ain't playing. <laughs> I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's what I play for. Play for my teammates. Play for, I play for the fans. That's what it was all about, so... If I show up to a arena and ain't no fans in there, I ain't playing. Wow. That's not the first time, though, that there will be a sporting event conducted without any fans. Oh, no? Do you remember back in 1999 when the WWE held a... <laughs> no. What? An empty <laughs> arena match. <laughs> no. It was between The Rock and Mankind. Okay. And it was counter-programming to the Super Bowl that was happening that Sunday. Okay. Right? It was Super Bowl 35, and they had in Miami and like Gloria Estefan and a bunch of other folks, they had this big lineup for the halftime show. Okay. So to counter-program, what the WWE did was pre-record a 30-minute match between The Rock and Mankind. 30 minutes? Yeah. So that they could start it. On regular television, it wasn't like pay-per-view or anything. On yeah. regular television, uh, they could start it right when the halftime show started. Okay. So everyone would switch over. And it just sounded weird. Let's listen up. First time ever. You get the first This is WWF history in the making. An empty arena match for the first time ever. Rocket Mankind going at it. And Rock, being the adroit champion that he is, quickly kicking out. I was going to say, because the one thing I think would freak me out about watching a hockey game or a basketball game with no fans is that you would really hear the players talk. Yeah, you would hear everything. Because as, as it is right now, like in a hockey, you can't really hear them no, yet. You can hear Every shouting and, and yelling. Then. You can't always make out what but they're saying. But not all of it. Like you would hear all all of it. I know. And I don't I know. know if I'm ready for that. Like the swear words would be even louder yes, than normal. Like be. now you could read lips. Oh, you understand, yeah. right? But now you can actually hear it. Oh, dude. Uh, so Post Malone, last week, everybody was freaking out because he looked like he was freaking out. He was on stage and he was like falling all over the place and looked like he was like loaded. Yeah. Like looked like he was in trouble. And I saw it and I told Maury, I'm like, no, man, he's just doing a thing. Like it's a bit like yeah. he's just he's just acting he's that acting way. that way. Like clearly he's just acting that way. But everybody was like, oh, my God, Post he's, he's back. He's on drugs and we should worry about him. And then he had to release a statement guy being like, guys, I'm just weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then I guess he was on stage and had to tell the fans this. I'm not on drugs and I feel the best I've ever Watched them in that Mark Wahlberg movie over the weekend on Netflix. Oh, how was that movie? Is it good? 
Yeah, still getting caught up fine. on uh, Love it's is Blind. fine. Oh, good for you. Stick with that. Yeah. Yeah, this can wait. Uh, it's fine. Yeah? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It was it was entertaining. I watched it like 4 o'clock in the morning the other night. Really? Yeah, I couldn't sleep. Uh-huh. Uh, so I put that on. But uh, but no. Does and, Post Malone have a, like a, a major role? Because no, he's in the trailer a lot. No, he does not have a major role. I think he's in two scenes. Oh, okay. uh, But they're great scenes. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Like he's, like his scenes are good. Like yeah. he's, yeah, he's solid. I really want to see that movie. I like Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Yeah, he's solid. So uh, there you go. Post Malone, according to Post Malone, not on drugs. Just saw this story over the weekend where a malfunction at a winery caused a thousand liters of red wine to leak into the water pipes. <gasps> so there was 20 houses in this little town that when they turned on their faucet, yeah. wine came out. Oh, mamma mia. <laughs> Yo, that's amazing. <laughs> Is that not crazy? Uh, so Italy is basically an entire country under lockdown, travel ban. So that happened. Uh, the Public Health Agency of Canada warns against taking cruises in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak. No large crowds, no long trips, and above all, don't take a cruise, says Dr. Anthony Fauci, the uh, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Uh, Coachella and Stagecoach Festivals are eyeing a move to October. So there's that. Stagecoach. Hold on. Stagecoach is... Was it from Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise? Oh, maybe. Remember? Yeah. That's the first time we all heard of Stagecoach? Yes. Because somebody made out with some next gal at Stagecoach. <laughs> right. Right? And it was like the talk of the town. But it's the same production company that does both shows. Is that does, really? Yeah, that does Coachella and Stagecoach. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Pearl Jam has uh, postponed their summer tour, spring and summer tour. The band made the announcement on Twitter last night saying, as residents of the city of Seattle, We've been hit hard and have witnessed firsthand how quickly these disastrous situations can escalate. Uh, So they've moved on from uh, their tour. Madonna cancels concerts in Paris over the new coronavirus restrictions. um, Announcing this. Ticket sales. Announcing this yesterday. The March 10th and 11th shows have been canceled uh, over the country's new restrictions. The Office of the Police is prohibiting all events with an attendance uh, of over 1,000 people. Ireland has canceled the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I can't believe that. Right? That's insane. Um, there's a rest- getting canceled. Uh, dude, there's a restaurant in Los Angeles called uh, the Sichuan Impression, and they're apparently taking people's temperatures before they come in the restaurant with infrared technology. What? To find out if they're allowed in. Uh, damn it, Maury, last night spoke to somebody from Sichuan Impression. Hey there, I just wanted to see uh, if there was any truth to the story that you're taking people's temperatures before they eat at your restaurant. Actually, uh, we, yes, we, we take, ten, uh, we measure the temperature. Uh, we take the, the individual's temperature. If, uh, if they refuse, we cannot mandatory people do that, right? Uh, we we try to um, uh, reduce the risk uh, for the people who want to eat here, but somebody really don't want to take the temperature and uh, uh, they look good. We have to ask you to leave, right? Because we we're we're for the business also. Yeah. So even so, if you look okay, but you don't want your temperature taken, out she go. Deuces. Peace out. Corey Feldman 
last night debuted his My Truth documentary. This was uh, about the uh, alleged sexual assault of him and Corey Haim. Wait a minute. And this documentary has been in the works for forever. Years, yes. right? So, huh. yeah. So he filled a theater last night and then charged people $20 all over the world to live stream it. Okay. And as the live stream was going on, he got on the stage with a microphone because the, the, the film stopped. And then he started telling people that they had been hacked. What? And that they they couldn't finish the live stream because people didn't want the truth in this documentary to come out because he was claiming that he was going to be naming new names and had said that this would be like Harvey Weinstein part two with the new names that he was going to name in this documentary. Uh, in the documentary, the people that were in the theater who actually got to see the full thing, there were no new names, just names that um, Corey Feldman had already mentioned, the biggest name being Charlie Sheen, hmm. as who Corey Feldman claims was Corey Haim's abuser all those years ago. Um, Charlie Sheen has uh, denied that claim over the years, but that was really the only... Name. Wait, so explain to me again the hack. The hack yeah. was for the people who were watching the live stream yeah, or the so hack was the hack somebody was, hacked the theater and like everyone was so, affected. So there were people all over the world to pay $20 to watch this documentary of yeah. watching Corey Feldman name names. And as the live stream was going, the live stream was also being broadcast in the theater. Oh, so the people in the theater were also gotcha. watching the live stream. And then okay. when the live stream went down, he came out on stage and said that they were being hacked because somebody doesn't want the truth to come out, yeah, right. all this other stuff. And then I guess they put on the DVD or the a CD-ROM. What's that thing? The USB. <laughs> <laughs> Of the movie, and then played it, and played it for the journalists and yeah. people you know in, in the theater. Okay, USB is what I was trying. Listen, I made a mistake, man. All right, <laughs> USB. CD <laughs> Stop it. It was right next to the laser disc collection. Stop it. <laughs> You're such a jerk. Just stop it, okay? They couldn't load Don't make it up. fun. They couldn't load it up on a floppy disk? Don't make fun, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, that was the Corey Feldman documentary from last night. <laughs> and now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Hey, Alan, we're going to jump right into it. What is your question for Ask Roz and Mocha? For sure. Um, other than fun time in the bedroom, what, in your opinion, is the best feeling in the world? <laughs> okay, for example. Uh, for example, I've got really, really short arms, and I have this big <laughs> blind spot on my back that I just cannot reach if it was itchy, if my life depended on it. And uh, when my wife scratches it, oh, it is the best feeling. It's like, it's kind of like eating warm cookies while getting all the green lights on the way to work. Yeah. It's just the best. I'm uh, the best feeling, like physical feeling is what I'm guessing, not some sort of emotional feeling, like, like watching my kid grow up, right? Like you're talking about oh, yeah. like the, <laughs> best, the best physical feeling, yeah. right? Correct. Yeah, I'm going to go 100% with being tickled. Like I, whether it is my feet or my back and oh my butt. Having my butt cheeks tickled? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Forget like a it. light tickle? Or? Oh, just like a light grazing just up and down. Like every like now and then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Catherine, <laughs> Catherine is so great. She'll tickle my feet while I'm just like sitting there watching television. Uh -huh. She'll And she'll grab my foot and rip my sock off and just yeah. go for it. Wow. Like she really takes control, right? She uh -huh. Like she Christian grazed that thing, right? She really takes control of it. You don't even have to ask. No, I don't even have to ask. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, but sometimes are I you, do. Are you know, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to ask if, yeah. what, you know, like if you're like sitting on the couch and you say something along the lines of, oh man, my feet are killing. I had such a long day. No, I don't do that. No, <laughs> it's my cues are nonverbal. Oh. Uh, so I will just take my toe and just put it under her chin and just like rub her, rub her neck with my big toe. And she gets a point. Now, there, there is one part of my sort of world that I would never want ever exposed publicly. Okay. Okay. And that is something I'm not 100% proud of. Quite ashamed of Uh-oh. it, actually, which is Uh-oh. which is how I act and sound when she stops tickling one of my feet. Okay, you know what I mean. How do you it's, act? It's, and what well, do you sound like? It's so disappointing that oh. I, I go into full on begging mode. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not. <laughs> baby, please. Yeah. Please, baby, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like it's not good, right? It's very embarrassing. Yeah? It's and it rarely works, but you, but every now and then it does. Every now wow. and then, it, every now and then it does work. So I'm gonna, I'm with you. I being tickled like that is yeah. the greatest thing. In, we have a head tickler at home that we use all the time. Yeah, and uh, sometimes Roxy, I'll just be at the computer and Roxy will grab the head tickler and tickle my head with it. Uh-huh. Right? Oh my god, it's so good. Is it the thing that um, it looks like a giant claw? Oh just, yeah. Have you ever oh. tried that on your butt? Yeah, no, because my butt, I don't know. I would be afraid that one of the prongs would go up my butt. Oh, yeah, I guess. I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. On a kneecap, though, with jeans, it feels really good. <laughs> feels really good. But yeah, being tickled. Uh, what's what's yours, Mocha, before we get to you, Maureen? Um, dude, I love, I love massages. I love like a hand and a forearm massage. Really? Mocha oh, likes the massages I give him. God, interesting. I like melt. a hand massage. Yeah, I could like fall asleep almost instantly. I also love that feeling when my ear is like real itchy yeah. and I get a Q-tip and I just okay. jam it in there. Okay. I start around. Oh, yeah. the eargasm. Yeah. You like that? Hell huh? yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That and uh, See, hand, hand and forearm massage. I don't it's like any, so I don't good. like anything with pressure, right? No? I don't like anything where somebody's pull, pulling at me or like rubbing things down. It doesn't do it for me. Oh, I get very thing. aggravated. Is if I crack my neck. I know you're not supposed to crack your neck or your back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes if I if I feel like it's it's agitated or whatever, yeah. and I give it one good twist on one side. Oh, oh it feels so good. Same yeah, with my back. A, I do that with my neck, and if you get a good one, like a good pop, yeah, yeah. it's really? so good. Yeah. Think about it for the next hour. Oh, also not gonna lie, a good fart sometimes feels real good too. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like, release that pressure. That release. Oh, yeah. so good, uh, Maury. What is your? Uh, I love tickling my. Myself for about ten minutes before I go into the shower in the morning. But that's so that's the best feeling for you. I love other it. than like I just sort of like other I, than being like in the right bedroom, the breast area. You tickle your own boobs, <laughs> yeah. right? Before you, you get in the shower, huh? Yeah, like I'll stay. It's a great daydreaming thing. And not gonna lie, when you're picking your nose and you get a really long that's one, <laughs> fair enough. Ooh. Fair enough. Yeah, you get that moment of clarity. <laughs> Fair enough, but yeah, I, I find it interesting. So Matthew doesn't tickle you at all like that. You no, guys no. don't. No, no. I ask him sometimes, and he's just. I don't have time for that. But what about when wow. you're just like sitting down watching a show? Like, oh, sometimes I'll put my head, um, like right by him, and I'll move his hand onto my head and and say like, if you want to, you know, play with my hair, you're more than welcome to. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. 
Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Catherine, will, Catherine will run her fingers through my hair and then make fists and literally like pull my hair while she's doing it. And it pulls like all the blood to your scalp. And oh my God, that feels really good too. Yeah. Oh, brother. So, it feels so that's good. That's amazing. When you guys yeah. are laying on the couch though, Maury, do you ever like lean in like against him and like start massaging or tickling his chest? Yeah, he doesn't like that. Oh. No. What no. about his legs? Does he have a part where he enjoys physical touch? From like you? just just sort of casual physical touch, like tickling or rubbing or massaging. Or... Sometimes I'll massage, but uh, like I'll massage his neck if he's at the computer and stuff, but he's yeah. really fragile. Right. So I do it for only 10 seconds and then I'll stop because I, I don't want to be blamed for making things worse. Right. But like what about, you know what some people, some guys really love mm. is having their hair brushed. Just lightly. Oh, you can't touch Matthew's hair. No, he would no. never. He would never allow that. <laughs> not do that. No. What about like with your hands? You can't touch it with your hands. No. Like you can't run your hands through his hair. His or hair is like his that? most prized possession. Really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Not his husband, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. No, I would say that I'm with you on the. Uh, I'm with you on the tickling. I guess Maury is sort of with you on the tickling, but he tickles himself. I tickle myself and a good uh, a nose pick. <laughs> it's not the same thing though, tickling yourself. No, no, no it's, it's just better. better. No, it's not. It's better. No, it's not because you anticipate where you're going with it. No, it's, no, but uh, when you're exactly. daydreaming, you forget it's you. No, that's impossible. Your, your Wait, body doesn't react that way. what are you daydreaming way. about? Because it's so early in the morning, you just start thinking about something. Like, you start thinking about, like, oh... It, you know, what am I going to eat today? Or, oh, is today going to be a good day? Yeah. Or, oh, but, No, but the, the, way, the, the way that your brain and motor functions work is that it's impossible to tickle yourself. Like, you can't Well, you then can't I just broke the impossibility you. of no, the but impossible. you can't actually do no, it. No, I actually do. I'll do. I'll show you right now. No, but you can't actually tickle yourself because your brain knows no, where your No, not a laugh, ha-ha tickle, but like just like a, like a kind of an electrical tickle. I don't think Maury knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Can I get oh. a quick shout out to Shem? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Shem, yeah, who works like, on the Ross honestly, and show, by the way. Yeah, Shem is just my guy. I, I was listening to the way that he handled himself during that unfortunate scenario during Black History Month. Yeah. And man, he was oh, just so the, classy. Uh, the racist DMs he gets, yeah. He was just so classy and he carried himself so um, intelligently. I just shout out and much love to Shem. For oh, real. You want to say hi to him? He just walked back into the room. Shem just Shem. walked back in the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shem. Alan, Alan is on There's the phone. There's a super racist on the phone that wants to confront you. Whoa! <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Keep joking, you joking. Say hello? Shem. Hey, bud, how are you? Hey, man, how are you? Good, good, good. Nice talking to you. Yeah, man, I just wanted to give you a shout-out, man. Just, like, the way that you handled yourself during that... Uh, unfortunate black history month uh, scenario the like it was just so well thought out and uh very classy so i want to show you some love you know oh, i appreciate that thank you so much bud all right man and uh don't be a racist okay thanks alan all right, thanks, guys. Later, Later. brother. Later. All right, Dens has a question yeah. that I think is going to be very easy for us to answer. Okay. Would you rather live in a house with Dammit Matthews rules for a year or be served Maury's special macaroni and cheese for dinner every day for a year? But I don't have to. Okay, so hold on here. So I still get to live at home, right? Uh -huh. But I just have to eat Maury's macaroni Mac and cheese. cheese every night for a year? Yeah. But, okay, can I ask a question? Yes. If I was living in Matthew's house with Matthew's rules, would I still have my family with me? Like we would all just have to abide by Matthew's rules? Let's say yes. Yes. Um, 
I could tell you from experience, it's not that fun. Can you reread? <laughs> can you reread the question for me, please? Would you rather live in a house with Dammit Matthews rules for a year, mm-hmm. or be served Maury's special macaroni and cheese for dinner? Every day for a year. That's and a lot it, of tuna and a lot of egg. Interesting, because it just says Dammit Matthews rules for a year. It doesn't say I have to live with Dammit Matthew. No, just the rules. Just the rules. What are some of those rules again, More No uh, bare feet in the bed. Okay. Wear socks or some sort of foot covering. Right. Uh, Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're not allowed to touch the thermostat. Not allowed to touch the thermostat. You can't. So you wouldn't be allowed to use your bedroom bathroom. Right. Which is very odd because he's not there. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can't use the master en suite. Okay. For right. no apparent reason. <laughs> right. I just wouldn't be allowed because rules are rules, right? Yeah, that's so true. Uh, but I also... <laughs> but I, okay, but let's go to the plus on this. I also wouldn't be allowed to load the dishwasher. No, yeah. but nobody would because Matthew's not there. Right. True. <laughs> oh, shoot, man. <laughs> you know, hand wash everything. Okay. And what do you put in your mac and cheese again, Maureen? Oh, so it's tuna, it's ketchup, it's a hard-boiled egg, it's corn, and a little bit of water. Boots to bed every night. I'm going boots in the bed every night. Same. I'd rather follow the rules. Uh, Okay. Sarah asks, you've mentioned that Mocha and Jenna hosted a dinner for the crew a few years back. If Maury and Matthew were to host Roz, Catherine, Mocha, and Jenna, would you all go? The stories that would come from this would be priceless. (sighs) Would we all go? You know what? Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Why not? Yeah. It would be tough, I think. I think it would be tough to get everybody together. Um, What would you serve first of all? More I need to know before I can confirm (laughs) my family. No, 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 because Matthew would probably do the cooking. It would be Portuguese called verde soup. Which is? Basically, it's like potato and collard green soup. It's amazing. It's what you get at a Portuguese wedding. It's wonderful. No way I would ever eat that. You would love it. No. Next. No, okay. I, would, I would not eat a, a, what would you guys- a potato and what is it? Pipe potato and no, what? No, no. It's like it's all blended together though. But what is in it? Collard greens and what? And p- potato. What's a collard green? It's kind of like kale, but not as wrinkly. No, don't eat kale. Okay. So it's what would really you- But what's the base? Is it like a vegetable base? No, it's a potato base. Huh? No, no. What's the base of the soup? It's not. That's like mashed potatoes with lettuce in it. Is what you're describing? Okay. Yeah, but but what's, the, what's the what's the base? Drink. What's like, the base of the soup? <laughs> what's the base of like the chicken, soup? Chicken stock. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. okay what else? Put in some sausage. Okay. What else is? <laughs> that's your answer for everything, isn't it, Maury? <laughs> Uh, um, okay. Probably what, some cod. What else? Cod. Yeah. How's he cook it? Uh, well, he does a really nice dish where it's cod, um, potato. There's <laughs> a lot of starch, Yo, man. You gotta love potatoes, huh? I'm it's only gonna Portuguese poop thing. for a week. Okay, <laughs> go, go. So how does he cook it? It's sort of in a, I guess, a casserole dish. You have like um, cod, potato, tomato, uh, and it goes in. A cod lasagna? <laughs> okay, hold on here. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, Portuguese people right now are listening to some drooling. Okay. I think think I'm busy that night. (laughs) I don't know if I can show up. It's so good. It's it's Portuguese food. Okay, so in a casserole dish, there's, um, okay. Cod. Cod. Which is a fish. Yes. Potato. Potato. Tomato. Tomato. And I think red pepper. Okay. And then what? It all goes in the oven at the same time? Yeah. And potato takes a long time to cook. How long is he cooking this fish for? Like it's thinly sliced potato on top. Kind of like you know, like a like like almost like a scallop potato yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like like uh, chips, kind of like chip cut. Okay, yeah, but sort of not dry right. on top, kind of thing. Okay, with a lot of olive oil. 
And then, okay, so it's fish and potato mm. and tomato. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> with a side of potato soup. With a side, soup. Of, with a side of potato soup. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. 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 What else? And I know I wouldn't be allowed to drink for fear that he would look at me like I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> no, he would just judge you later. Right. Would he have to, would he make me share something with him? Like if I, if it was like, hey, would you, would you get, you want a, you want a beer? And I'd say, sure. And he would pour me half and he would take the other half. Probably. Right. <laughs> Put yeah. the other half in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And what else? What, what else do you guys serve in? Probably some chicken. Okay. Uh-huh. Chicken and fish, huh? How yeah. does he prepare the chicken? Oh, in the oven. He never cooks anything on the stovetop because he does the, the smoke alarm is right above the oven. Right. That's <laughs> poor planning. <laughs> so so chicken, chicken in the oven. What kind of chicken and how is he preparing it? Chicken in the oven, probably with uh, knowing him would be olive oil, um, uh, apple cider vinegar. Potatoes. Please don't say potatoes on the side. <laughs> oh, no, but there'd be small round potatoes okay, right. as okay. a side dish. He, so knows, potatoes. He, he knows potato isn't a spice, right? <laughs> no, but Portuguese people, everything's potato. Okay. Okay, and what wow, else? Because wow. they grow in the fields I'm, or I'm something. shocked that Matthew eats that much potato because I figured that he would be far more no, low carb. this is guests. He doesn't eat any of it. Oh. Like, he won't sit with us and eat. He'll just sort of be in the kitchen. Oh, okay. He'll go to the bedroom once he put, he put the food down. <laughs> right. and, then, and then what's for... Uh, just ring a little bell. He'll What's for dessert? Oh, dessert will be oh um, rice pudding. Oh, <laughs> oh. wow! This sounds That's like such a fun time. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I might be busy that night. Too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of potato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's good stuff. Uh, but what, what, does he, what does he make for you on a regular night? Like if he's cooking, he always for makes you. soups. Like so, he'll do like a vegetable kale soup. Like he always right. makes soups or chicken. Yeah. That's but, usually the thing. I made dinner last night. Yeah. What'd you make? I made peanut uh chicken with peanut sauce. Yeah. And side of like uh sort of like a little salad kind of thing. It kind of all came in a box. Right. What do you mean it all came in a box? <laughs> like huh? a food delivery and I oh, just follow the instructions. Oh, you so you get the food delivery system. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. They just they bring and them everything all everything comes all pre- like cooked ev- or sorry, not cooked, cut and ready to go. Yeah, so the, even like the smallest amount of ingredients, like if he needs a pinch of salt, it comes in a little bag and it's just a <laughs> pinch of salt. Um, what would you guys put out for appetizers? No appetizers, just like a meal. No, but it's a dinner party. No, though. but you it, need yeah, appetizers. like when people show up, you offer them a drink, and then hey, oh, no, we don't do appetizers. No, anytime we've had anybody over, there's no appetizers. There's no, 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 because by the time you arrive, dinner's ready. Let's right, go. Right, right. Potato pops. Oh, sit down. Oh, yeah. There's eat, no social. Shut up yeah, and get the hell out of my <laughs> yes, house. Exactly. But, <laughs> Man, this sounds like such a fun night, guys. Okay, but if you if you weren't eating dinner from a pre-prepared box, what would you prepare on a regular night? Oh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Yeah. And does he eat that as well or no? No, not a chance. No, no, no. no. Man, what, what do you have for lunch? You have a hot dog and a piece of processed cheese, so, right? Yeah, I put two hot dogs on a plate and uh, rip, uh, what do you call it, cheese slices on yeah. top and lay them down kind of like bow ties on the hot dog and microwave right. it for 35 seconds. Right, 35 seconds. Yeah. And that cooks the hot dog enough? Well, once it starts to blister, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> Can't come by, bro. I wish I could. Sounds like a super fun time. <laughs> what am I going to do with all those potatoes? Um, <laughs> Ashley asks, uh, can Mocha and Maury's dog have a play date? Oh, man. Yes, please. No. There will never. No. Ever, ever. Why and not? Because well, exactly realistically, why. you guys live in two different cities, too. Yeah, but right? I'll drive yeah. out there. Yeah. No, I, I'll tell you exactly why. Because I know how Matthew is. Right. And I feel seeing my dog, Tig, who's very rambunctious, by the way, Mm -hmm. and your dog, Andy, play. I would feel like he wouldn't, Matthew, wouldn't be comfortable seeing them play as 
rough maybe or rough as yeah. dogs typically get really rough they get humpy sometimes let's be honest yeah. and sometimes when they really really get excited they get pretty drooly so your dog andy your tiny tiny little dog who's only like a couple months old would be like covered in drool yeah. maybe get grass stains on his fur and i just feel like matthew would not anxiety he was too it's too much for him yeah, yeah. i don't think well, he would be necessarily like the tool cool with it andy and matthew are like the best of friends right because he's matthew's dog yeah i'm i sort of i'm the third wheel yeah isn't that funny that you became the third wheel and this is the thing that you wanted more than anything else oh it's so it's so sad like you married a man to get a dog and now the dog likes matthew right <laughs> don't you think that the, the matthew would be a little anxious and uncomfortable with seeing Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. <laughs> thousand percent. Yeah. He would rush over there and separate them thinking they were they were fighting. Yeah. Or right, right, right. And he never let Mo, uh, your dog near Mocha again either. <laughs> no, it was funny because there was a lot of, you know, couples have the, they have a goal in mind and then they set milestones to achieve before they can get to that goal. And for Maury, it was always, I want a dog. Mm -hmm. And then with Matthew, it was like, well, no, we need to get, you know, we need to couch. get a place. Yeah. So we need to get a couch first. We need to get curtains first. We need to get married first. We need to do, so Maury did all that stuff stuff did all the stuff got the condo the couch the husband everything he checked off all the milestones and he brings his dog home and the dog loves matthew more <laughs> like the dog will follow matthew everywhere yes yeah. when i come into the room it goes and runs and hides right yeah oh, like i'm some no. sort of yeah, I'm, yeah I'm a monster yeah what a and he just started humping this morning now they're humping at home what together. is what does he hump what matthew's he, leg matthew's leg did you give him a stuffed animal i don't know what what's what's the protocol can you give him a stuffed animal to hump oh, can you just let oh, him go out he, like oh, uh, he has a stuffed animal yeah what is it it's the one with your face on is it, it really yeah. like don't lie right now yeah. like is it really yeah is he has he humping it no but i can't wait to get home oh <laughs> wait that's what weird <laughs> that's i want to see if he'll do it that's weird oh i thought you meant you can't wait to get home <laughs> so you can hump it right that's what i thought <laughs> no, too no. i wanted to see if andy what he'll do with this doll uh, yeah and i have andy will not be the first thing to hump that <laughs> you know what i mean so I, we know right away that thing's pre-humped <laughs> Uh, Sunrez writes, how much leeway do your bosses give you to talk about things? Is there a set of topics or an itinerary that you have to follow daily or you guys really just do whatever you want? Asking because everything just flows so naturally and never feels forced like other radio shows. Mm. Yeah, we don't do. First of all, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. We don't do the, first of all, nobody tells us what we should say. Mm -hmm. Zero never has never happened. And, um, and, and I know that sounds sort of, I don't know what the word is boasting or bragging or whatever, but cause a lot of shows aren't like that. And a lot of shows aren't like that one because they need to be produced another way, or yeah. they're just part of different companies or there's a different philosophy or they're not as good or they're whatever, whatever the reasons are, people produce different things in different ways. We just have never done a show that way. We just have never done where we rely on other people to sort of tell us what we do. Now, when it comes to the rules, we also don't have a lot of rules, but we, I would would say on this show self-police ourselves more oh, more than most yeah we always had this reputation of being just because of the, the the way we would talk about things we always we started out and we had this reputation moke and i of like people were afraid to listen to the show with their children um because it was loud and we would talk about certain things but the one thing on this show that we 
never talked about was we never talked about sex on this show, mm-hmm. on the radio show. We never did. We never went into detail about anything like a lot of other shows do. And a lot of other shows make a name for themselves, sort of being that tongue in cheek kind of, you know, ex- explicit without being ex- like explicit with boundaries. Sure. And we never did that. And still to this day, it's rare that we will talk just full on overtly about sex. Yeah. And I think, you know, we know each other's personalities. So we know that certain topics that we may have in mind yeah. without telling the other person uh, the kind of the direction or the reaction that you're going to get from mm-hmm. that person. That's why I think, uh, you know, things like, you know, like this show, we don't heavily, heavily talk about certain things that we're going to talk about, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't do a lot of pre-planning. Like we don't, there's certainly not a, uh, listen, I'm going to say this and you should say this and then more you'll say this. That doesn't happen. It's just that sort of thing is you rely on people who are, you know, who are talented and can, you know, think on their feet and they understand what's funny and they understand more importantly what's not funny. And so that's pretty much it. Just thinking about this the other day um, about our show and when we got together to do the show <clears throat> and our bosses were just like, just turn on the microphones and just go. Mm-hmm. And they kind of left it up to us to figure out as opposed to some other shows where it's like, okay, here's the format. Here is uh, your kind of mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. Here's what your role is. These are the kind of like the guidelines yeah. uh, with us. It was just like, okay, guys go in there and just figure out what it is that you guys want to do yeah. and figure out the type of show that you want to do. Yeah. And and there's there's options out there, you know, you can you can come up with things of where you you sort of pool content with um, other radio shows, you know, around the world where you can subscribe to these websites and people will go on there and they'll say, hey, we did this on our show. You guys should really try it. And and people do that and they're very successful with it. Mm-hmm. We've never done that because I've never just been comfortable with doing that. There's also services where you can pay actors to come onto your show. Yeah. And, you know, they'll play out like they just had some fantastic, weird, wild, crazy, never going to believe it story uh, that an audience will, you know, they love it and it does really well, um, but they're paid actors. And the and the, the the person they're talking to on the phone isn't uh, you know the story's it's not real it's 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 fake it's scripted uh, so you know you have those options as well which we've never which we've never done just because I would feel dirty doing that mm-hmm. uh, I would always just feel dirty doing that but but there's a lot lying of to people. yeah there's a lot of different ways to do a show um, but we had the benefit of when we started this show it was a brand new station so we started at zero mm-hmm. and there's a freedom in starting at zero. There is, you have nothing to uphold, you have nothing to live up to, and you have nobody that you could possibly let down. And so when we built this show, we started from zero and then sort of built it from, built it from there. So that's sort of how we... we, I always always describe it as like, you know, um, hanging out at a coffee shop and you, you see your friend at the table and, you know, you don't pull out a script from your back pocket, you know, you just sit down and have a conversation. So it's like, we're we're all at a coffee shop. Yeah. Okay. What's no, that's mean? fine. That's fine that you feel that way. I feel completely different about it. But if you feel, if that's what makes you entertaining, that's how I good, describe it. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, but I just feel differently. I would never describe it that way. It's an easy way to describe. Why would you never describe it that way? Because for me, it is so. The thing that is difficult about doing a show like this is in order for it to sound natural, it's really anything but natural. Mm-hmm. There is so much I I I I don't in my regular life 
when I'm having conversations with people, I am not hyperly aware of pacing and I'm not hyperly aware of tone and I'm not hyperly aware of what somebody's going to say next and whether I'm like, like intently listening to what they're going to say. To me, it's the exact opposite of a casual conversation. It's, it's, it sounds like a casual conversation, but the attention to the conversation is nothing that you would ever experience in real so life. I couldn't hear you. The, the barista was making right, coffee yeah, behind you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, you know what dude. I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. Dallas Singh. Oh, from Vancouver. Thank you, by the way, for listening to us uh, in Vancouver on Kiss Radio Dallas. What's the dumbest thing you believed as a kid? What is the dumbest thing you believed as a kid? Oh, there was a lot of, this was on Reddit. I saw this where people were talking about, about this exact same thing. And I'm trying to remember what some of them were. It was a very, it was a very entertaining uh, hashtag. Um, What's the dumbest thing you believed as a kid? Damn it, I, I always, I've said this one before and, and it's, to me, it's the best answer for myself for this. When I went uh, with a friend to Niagara Falls and he told me we have to to watch, keep watching because it's almost time for them to turn it off. Right. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's almost 8 p.m. and they turn off the falls at 8 p.m. You got to see this. Yeah. So I stood there and I waited for like till 8 and he's like, oh, they might be running late. Just wait 10 more minutes and like till 8.10. But did you find out years later that they don't turn them off or did you find out that night? No, years later. Oh, wow. Because I remember telling my yeah. dad, I'm like, oh my God, John said they turned them off at night. And my dad knew what was up. He's like, no, it's true. Right. My dad trolled oh, me. Oh, no, wow. your dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dumb things you believe as a kid. Oh, that like, if you chew bubble gum and swallow it, it'll stick to your bones. Stick to your bones. I never recently found in your, out in your system for no, seven years. I was told it sticks to your bones, right? Wow. Which, your te- my teachers. Yeah. Your teacher said they would stick to your bones? Yeah, oh, Mrs. Man. Collect. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. No, I always thought it was uh if you swallow bubble gum, like it stays in your system for seven years. Yeah. Oh, and if you have sex. And the woman goes on her head. <laughs> she does a, a handstand. She won't get pregnant. <laughs> okay, say that again. What? Say it again. That if you have sex yeah, with a woman, right, and she immediately right afterwards goes on and does a handstand, yeah, she won't get pregnant. Oh, I would think that she would get pregnant. No, because then everything goes to her, like. It would stays in as opposed to comes out. No, it would go to her head. Her head. <laughs> I have a question for you. Damn Mori. Like, do you think it's just one big tube that goes all the way up? Like with with like Well, it bends around a bit. Okay. <laughs> but it eventually makes its way up to their head. That's why you can't do handstands. <laughs> do you think inside of our body, right? It's just bones and we're just like hollow? Yeah, but with, with veins and tubes and stuff. Right, and yeah. organs. You understand that. But you, okay, so hold on here. You think, right, or you did at one point. I don't know whether you still do. But you think that, <laughs> like, do you, do you think that eventually, like, if you put something, like, up your butt. Yeah. Right? It can come out your mouth. <laughs> what? Hold on. Okay. Okay. Or, like, why- or wind up in your head. Well, it depends. Like, if you lean a little to the left, it'll come out your mouth before it gets to your face. <laughs> so that's right. why I always assumed that 
women were doing handstands after sex, you know, I thought it was, you know, to not get pregnant. So then it would drain to their head. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is some next level biology, man. Honestly. Did anyone, do you, did anyone... Anybody teach you about sex and like biology and that kind of thing? Like, do you remember learning that in school? No, no you had no. no idea. No. Do you have any idea how things work now? Yeah, I mean, from time to time. How, how are babies made? Like the whole process? Yeah, like how are babies like, made? T talk us through that process. Like after you've had sex? No, no, no. Just, just talk us through the process of like just uh, sex is happening. Sex is happening. Yes. The man finishes. Yes. There's hundreds of these things that swim. Which are? Sperms that correct. swim to the egg. Hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. only one makes it through. Okay. There's always one. Where, where's, where's the egg? Oh, like in her... In her what? Like lower intestines or something. Okay, so the yeah. egg is in the lower intestines. Right, and there's one egg out of all of them. I guess he raises his hands. He's like, I got it. Okay. And he sort of so goes one, into the wait, egg. How, wait, how many eggs? No, there's one egg. Okay. okay, but it's the one egg that raises its hand? No, no, the sperm. Okay, so yeah. The faster sperm. He's, I got this. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. And then he goes in and he fertilizes the egg somehow. Right. Um, I feel that you watched the very beginning of Look Who's Talking and that was all the sex education you got. <laughs> that was it. Yes, the cartoon. Yes. Yes. Okay, so the egg is in the lower intestine. Yeah. Right? And because then, it has to be close to where the man enters. And then how does the sperm get to the lower intestine? Like it's, I guess it either swims or... What are some of the, the things that it goes past while it swims? What are some of the other sort of parts down there? <laughs> the butt. The butt. Okay. okay, yes. Okay, so the sperm swims past the butt into the lower intestine because that's where the egg lives. Yes, it's right. being held there by what I've seen in a picture that kind of looks like a throne. Right, yes, okay. okay. Yeah. So the egg's sitting on the throne. Okay, uh -huh. yeah. The lower intestine <laughs> throne. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. So then yep. it fertilizes the egg. Yeah. And then I guess almost like a chicken egg, like it, the thing is growing inside based on heat. Okay. Um, and continues to grow, continues to grow. And... So say that again. Go back. Which part? Go to, before it starts to grow. Oh, it's fertilized with heat? With heat. Okay. okay. Heat. Yeah. The body heat, which... Uh, and then I guess it grows and grows and hatches out of the egg, and then it's living in a sack of some sort of water. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then after nine months, okay, yeah, it's too big for the sack, and then it comes out. <laughs> it gets too big for the sack, and then it comes out. <laughs> Explain the birthing process now. Okay, so if all goes well, then it just comes. They have to push it out through the vagina, or they cut open and do a C-section because they can't get it out through the vagina and then they take it out through the stomach, which I always just assumed they open it like a door and there's a baby. <laughs> okay. Now, but going going back to Maury, um, what you had said earlier, why is it then not possible to have a baby through your mouth? <laughs> oh, what you mean like when you turn, when you do a handstand? Yeah. No, you do a handstand so that the sperm, I guess, goes quickly past the egg. Okay. Um, and dies. Okay. okay. <laughs> Because it gets into your stomach and all the stomach acids and stuff, right? So you want right. to sort of pass the egg and die. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. How much sperm is in one ejaculate, Maury? Um, you said hundreds, right? Yeah, like hundreds. Like, yeah. I don't know an exact number, but I mean, I've just seen it. Right. Do you have your phone with you? No. No? Go get your phone. Okay. <clears throat> what, are you going to make him look up? Yeah. I'm going to make him look up because I'm going to blow his mind right now. Open Google. Okay, my last search was Louis Vuitton. 
Okay, well, this is going to go right along with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Google, Google, how many sperm? How, how many, many sperm, sperm in are produced each day? No, no, in one, in one, one, in one ejaculate. Let me know what you get. Sperm counts vary from about twenty million. <laughs> <laughs> To 100 million sperm cells. That's like more sperm, like more people that are in a vacuum. 20 million. <laughs> 20 wow, million. Yes. Healthy guys produce from 1.5 milliliters to 5 milliliters of semen each time. Yeah. 1.5. That's like a can of Coke. No, it's, it's not. No, it's not like a can of Coke, Mar. It is not a can of Coke. And on that note. Uh, every week you'll see on Instagram at kiss925. A uh, picture that reads, Ask Ross Monk, feel free to ask your question and we'll try our best to answer them on uh, a future episode of Hogwarts. There's nothing gross, please, anyone. Thanks. Can of Coke. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.